You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio. This bonus edition, we're coming at you live on a Friday morn. Typically, we're on Sunday, but we could not end uh, the year of 2020 without bothering you one last time. Uh, so welcome, everybody, to Ring Post Radio. Hope you're doing good. Um, I am Ryan Knightsey, and as always, I'm joined by Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? My Christmas was great. Might be sick. It's okay. But yeah, uh... <laughs> my main thought here is, does, did our theme song get longer? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I haven't, so I, <laughs> I haven't adjusted it. So I've been sitting here after listening, and I'm like, hmm, that felt long. But anyways, back to your the question you asked me. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Christmas was great. Happy to see family. Um, you know, might have gotten sick from it, but <laughs> what, who's, what, what's there to say? Uh, how was yours? Uh, mine was pretty good. I went home for Christmas, which home is Maryland for me. Um, went to both see my family, my mom's, I, my mom, my dad, um, uh, and then uh, my Jesse's family as well, um, which was good. Don't have any symptoms or sickness or anything uh i also have not i haven't tested it since i got back so that's i don't know that could be fine um yeah no yeah a lot of a lot of sickness obviously going around i got covid a lot of flu symptoms all that jazz that stomach bug that's that's sweeping the nation as well um yeah we (laughs) yeah we're we luckily Luckily for us, like the the family that we would have seen tested positive before they interacted with anybody, so we were like, "Oh, yeah. great, you're out, you're out of yeah. here." <laughs> so yeah. we don't have to we don't have to worry about interacting uh, with them and get sick that way. Because luckily, like, <laughs> that, yeah, we all got tested beforehand, so it was better. The way that sucked. It was like, yeah, thankfully we didn't have to see them. Yeah, thankfully we didn't have to see them. Uh, uh, no, uh, it was good. That's what they tested for before though. Yeah, well, I mean that's I mean we had to because it was also like you know going on the plane and then going see like a bunch of different families, a bunch of different pods, and there was gonna be young kids there too on Jesse's side. So it you know we, our good graces, we had to make sure we were tested, make sure coming in fine. Um, cherubs. Yeah, but I, I'm sad you're sick. Uh, hopefully you can make it through. You're this excited? Show. I'm sick. I'm sad you're sick. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. I, thanks. I can't wait to see you sick. It's a phantom thread kind of situation where because you're sick, you have to rely on me. And that makes me feel great. Uh, see, see, I might be sick, but I'm built different. I'm, I'm here. I'm recording a podcast. My third in three days, actually, in, not in three days, in like 36 hours. Yeah, so despite being sick, it feels like you've gone harder at the paint than ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go hard in the paint. That's me dribbling a basketball. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know. Work on that I feel great. I'm ready to go. This is a this is a big show. This is this is potentially our biggest 
show of the year in terms of events that we're talking about because we got the events of the year well wwe day one impact hard to kill that's what you're talking about right no <laughs> not at all no, I know they, yeah. uh, we, we got i mean day one it's they wouldn't get a good card. Does it happen though? That's that's a good question. That yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to all that too. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we're also gonna be talking about Wrestle Kingdom, of course. Preview those three <laughs> shows, which uh, the show uh, I think everything's come out. Yeah, everything. Has I forgot come out. there was three shows. Three shows. Um, and then we're also gonna be talking about um, Stardom Dream and Queen. Battle of the Belts slash TBS Day. Be- Yes, yes, which I found out last night that both uh, Mikey and Zach will be attending uh, the TBS debut. That's um, exciting. Yeah, apparently Zach got it through a Secret Santa uh, situation. So I'm super jealous and I want to be that Secret Santa <laughs> next year. Say, I didn't get anything that good. Come on now. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, speaking of anything, did you get anything great? Anything, anything uh, exciting? What was the big, what was the best present you received for Christmas? Probably the monitor that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Can you show it to us? Is there anyone? <laughs> oh yeah. Here it is. <laughs> it exists. Um, I also have a green screen that as you can tell, I didn't put up because. No, no kayfabe, kayfabe. Forgot. It's up right now. Forgot, forgot I had it until. We started this at ten, so twenty-four minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it'll be up. It'll be up for the special episode um, on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday when we do the year-end awards and uh, our match of the year—not match of the year, our match race, match race um, review. Which I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a close one. Uh, <laughs> Guys, Ryan got wrecked. We'll get to that. We'll get to that on Sunday. But of course, we're here. Bonus episode on Friday. Uh, December 31st. New Year's is upon us tomorrow. Um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We wanted to do this because we had a bunch of stuff to talk about, of course. We weren't going to be able to talk about it all on Sunday. Um, so we want to do a special episode for you all. Um, so hopefully you all appreciate it. If you like what you hear, of course, you can subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, found out uh, during my during the Christmas break that you can start leaving five star reviews on Spotify. So not only on Apple Podcast, if you'd like to do that as well on Spotify, we would appreciate it. I hear Dave Meltzer actually gave our podcast six stars. Really, really, yeah. that is a long it's a long standing bit. Uh, when I was doing uh, hit the books of Mikey, a long standing bit we did was telling people that we were filming in the re- Tokyo Dome, so you had, they had to give us six stars. Nice, I love that. I, I got name dropped on uh, Observer Radio this week. Really? <laughs> yeah. How did that feel? Was, how do you, How do you feel being a being it a was big weird. time big time guy? <laughs> I was big... like, "Whoa, I'm doing something right." I mean, it was about startup, so it wasn't like out out of this world. Like I was just not as random, but you're making a cool. name in the startup world in terms of America, I guess. Well, Stardom World's an actual subscription-based service uh, that... Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe eventually you'll be the Stardom color commentator that they desperately need. Oh, yeah, that they often switch. I don't listen to the English commentary for these reasons, but I heard Waka admit that she couldn't da- do the dance, so that's something. That's a scoop. That's a scoop right there. <laughs> that's a scoop and a half. 
It's um, not a scoop. You literally just had to listen to the. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was like, I can't do the dance. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Obviously, it's been we were off last week because of Christmas um, and we are back. Uh, so there's a there's not, there, I mean, there's a decent amount of news uh, to get to. But Scotty, what are just some bits that you want to talk about here um, that are like news items that have happened since we last recorded? Feel like Tony Storm's a good place to start. I agree. Good place to start. Earlier this week, Tony Storm, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful reported that Tony Storm uh, is not released, is gone, is the quote there, is gone from WWE. Uh, The tricklings of reports that came after that is apparently after a, a, a house show, she just up and left. And she was like, can I, I quit. Can I go? And they're like, sure. And then she left. And that was that apparently. Um, just kind of, it feels out of nowhere, uh, just because of that is that sort of up and leaving is feels like a rarity in WWE. Um, but she, this also comes after recently feeling, you know, weird sitting around catering, not really doing anything, but then also saying that she likes what she does. Um, that interview coming out earlier this week as well. So Tony storm gone from WWE, Scotty, thoughts on that, and also thoughts of, you know, where she might go. I'd quit, too, if I had to wrestle Charlotte. Let me tell you, I think Charlotte's so bad nowadays. She's actual trash. And having to lose to her so many times and get a pie thrown in my face, yeah, that would be the limit for me, too. Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm should have been a main event star in WWE. I feel she and Rhea Ripley should have been set. Done. Mm-hmm instantaneously main eventers from the start i'll throw bianca in there as well uh bianca yeah i've I've already like put in my head she is a main eventer and like because they haven't failed with her thankfully thank god so i'm you know gonna put these two in a nice little package and throw them back at you uh tony storm should have been at the top from the moment she was called up and instead like many others, she got put into catering because they didn't know what to do with her. Don't know how you failed to do something with Tony Storm while you continuously put the likes up. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say names. Uh, Dana Brooke. Uh, I'm not going to say names, but she is very good. And when I say very good, I mean, I don't ever want to see her be World of Stardom champion again, but she's good. And I think she instantly becomes the biggest women's free agent on the market because of what she's done, because of the name value she has, and the fact that she is 26 years old and still has her entire career ahead of her. Uh, instantly, AEW. That's, that, that is the place I would like her to go because she becomes – what I think would be their franchise player in the women's division because she can be that good for them. Um, and you know, people love her. So it just instantly feels that way. I've seen some people say impact, um, which, you no, know, it, but to, to be fair, the connection there is the juice thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. That's... Which you want to talk about people that have kind of just, you know, burned out. I mean, juice hasn't been, juice in a long time if that makes sense like 
there was a time where you you'd watch a Juice Robinson match and you'd be like, you know, this guy, this guy is so good. And you listen to his promo and you'd be like, okay, he, he can, he can make something of this. And of course, you know, I think uh, the pandemic has hurt him a lot in that growth to a, you know, he could have, he, he was going places in new Japan. Um, but impact makes sense. If she wants to, even if she just wants to dip in there for a little bit, I don't necessarily see it as like a full-time thing. And who's to say she doesn't want to go back to stardom. I'm, I'm going to have to just say it out loud. I don't want it because I don't think they need her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's just, you know, better off in the um, American setting in terms of wrestling. But I mean, AEW, AEW would be my pick. I think that's, I think that's a layup, especially after what we saw this week of like, you know, they brought in Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez is a long-term answer in the women's division. No offense to her or anything. Tony Storm is. Tony Storm is a star. Tony Storm can be a. Um, AEW Women's World Champion in the next year, and no one would bet an eye. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez is someone that is. I completely agree with what you're saying. That Mercedes Martinez is someone that has a lot of experience, and and this is a good spot for her, um, yeah. being that sort of the uh, someone that can also train the the women there. You know, Mercedes is 41, so you're right. It's not a long term aspect. Tony Storm being 26, I mean, she is like barely in the prime of her career uh she's got plenty with it um no yeah it's it's um it's a it's it's weird the weirdest part about the tony storm story is not that she wanted to leave because as we are seeing i think there's an argument that many people in that company want to leave um but the fact that she just was like out of the blue being like i want to get out i'm can i go and they're like yeah go for it sure like it, like yeah. the, that that response is unheard of and i think not the frustration there is that one uh uh I don't know, the, the frustration really is that that is that goes to show to me what wwe thought of tony storm you know yeah. look at brody lee when they're like Oh, we're gonna keep you for months. Look at Pac. We're gonna keep you for months. Granted, this is rumors of AEW and all that stuff, uh, but they're at the point where they're already cutting massive and massive amounts of people, and they have someone in W and Tony Storm. And they're just like, yeah, sure, who cares? They're they, like, they're not uh, allegedly, apparently, there is no fight to keep her. They're just like, oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> I I did see. I forget who sourced this that. There was a source backstage that said WWE feels if they're releasing people due to budget cuts, mm-hmm. they really can't say no to someone that wants out, which it, is fair. The, <laughs> it's the, very well, fair. the logic would dictate that. Yeah. I mean, if Roman Reigns says, I want out, I don't think they're going to just be like, okay, see ya. Have, have a good one. Uh, if Sasha Banks wants out, which she did in the past, mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, all right, see ya. Have a good, have a good ride. Yeah. Like that's never going to happen, you know, and I say Sasha specifically because we've seen her have that moment. She, we've seen her talk about it um, in multiple interviews of she wanted to leave. She wanted to re, you know, just be refreshed and uh, she would have went to Japan and it would have been amazing. But, but uh, 
yeah, they clearly didn't see the value in Tony Storm. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. They didn't say go home, rest, and then come back. No, which is something they say. They didn't say that. They said, all right, see ya. Yeah, they just said, see you later, alligator, and that was it. Um, that's a plus for someone else, though. And that's a plus for someone else. Tony Storm is someone you can build a promotion around. Of. You know, it's that young age. You know, they, it has plenty of experience, has television experience for years. You know, can easily do it. And it does feel frustrating for WWE because it seems like Tony Storm was someone that they were kind of pushing as a future, at mm-hmm. least with NXT. Uh, and then the pandemic happened and that slowed her down. And then when she came to yeah. NXT proper, she wasn't really treated, I would say, correctly, especially with how they were sort of treating her prior to the pandemic. Uh, and then main roster just got worse and worse. Uh, but I do mm-hmm. want to talk about that that AEW aspect of uh, bringing people over. Tony Khan stated recently that they're still going to bring in people, but now they're going to have to be a bit more selective on who they bring in. And there was that list going around of a, a, all of the free agents available. And I just want to get your thoughts about like, you know, Tony Storm, I think, I think is an easy pickup. But I'm looking yeah. at the list here of Tony Storm, Ember Moon, Tegan Knox, Taya Valkyrie, Mia Yim, Trisha Dora, Roxy, Willow, uh, Scarlet. Like, you know, that is a laundry list of women that uh, they are not going to bring in everybody. And I'm looking at this like before, like just this is my thought before I would thought that Ember Moon would be an easy pickup. But now I'm looking at this and I'd be like, I actually don't know if Ember Moon is an easy pickup anymore. I think Ember Moon is someone that you might skip and pick up yeah. someone else. I think, yeah. So I looked at the list too and I was trying to think like what makes the most sense the AEW women's division right now and moving forward mm-hmm. because you add a veteran like Mercedes Martinez and that kind of hurts certain others. And don't get me wrong. The women's division certainly could use every single name on this list. And they would, if you, if you added three of these people, yeah, you'd look at the division and be like, wow, like what a change from a year ago. Yeah. Um, that would be, it would be great. But if I'm AEW, I still don't understand what how they haven't done this. You go get Roxy. Like, she's the youngest mm-hmm. of all of them, and she instantly can be built behind. We saw it in Ring of Honor. She can handle it. And I, I what is she, 20 years old? 21? 20, 20 years old. Yeah, like, you, you see that, and you're like, okay, you put her on your brand. You give her some showcase matches here and there. Um, and you know, you can make her an underdog if you want to from the start. And I yeah. know uh, she's Ring of Honor World champion, but not every AEW fan knows that. So to me, she makes a lot of sense. Uh you look at Tegan Knox, they probably are gonna wait on that one because of her knee injuries. You know, I could see her doing work outside of wwe first and then them coming back around like Mm -hmm. showing she's healthy showing she can go i think that would be i think that's fair because of how many problems she had um ember moon athena whatever we want to call her she is a very interesting case because in the ring she might be the best out of all of them in the ring when healthy she could be the best you know her matches with asuka for anyone that wants to go back and see a great Ember Moon match. Those are great. Um, you know, and Tony Storm is also in that conversation. I think if you told me those two were the best, I would be like, yeah. Um, 
she's an interesting case because I could see her wanting to kind of rebuild herself. Yeah. Which I don't think was a as much of a gimmick in NXT as it was probably how she felt. And I don't necessarily see her being instant, but she'd be a good pickup. She'd be like a Ruby Soho pickup. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but Tony Storm, I, I feel like, you know, once those 90 days are up and she's, you know, we, we saw that she left because of burnout. If she's not burned out anymore and she's feeling good, that your phone should be calling her that the day the 90 days are up. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I, like, you know, I'm looking at the list here and this goes for the men as well, is that they're not going to be able to bring in every single guy. They have to bring in Keith Lee. I will actually commit, like, crimes if they don't. <laughs> I agree. I think, I think Keith Lee and Shane Strickland are, are your, you have to pick in. You have to yeah. pick ups. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, and then you bring in Keith Lee and then there's the question of, oh, then do you follow up with Mia Yim as well? I think Tony Storm is the immediate pickup as well. Ember Moon is, like, like you said, like, I agree. When Ember Moon was healthy versus Asuka, she was outstanding. Oh. But even then, that that conversation is what five years old. That's five yeah. years ago, and after an Achilles injury, um, mm. you know, she is not the same wrestler as she used to be. Uh, and that's no fault on Ember Moon. She's still really good. I'm just thinking like now that the 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 free agency has been flooded with this talent before it was an obvious pickup now i'm concerned with her i'm concerned with tegan knox ty of valkyrie uh i'm not sure about ty of valkyrie either you know and then you even get the people that are in the indies i mean mercedes yeah. martinez you pick they picked up indie legend they already got looks from her from her being the joker many years ago and uh and obviously she now has more tv experience than before so that's good but then you you know all these other indie talents that don't really have a lot of TV experience, but have some like Trisha Dora, Roxy, Willow, you know, have some indie experience from Ring of Honor and stuff. Um, and even then, it's like I don't know, I don't know what why they would probably be quote unquote cheaper. Um, yeah. But is that something you want to pick up when you can just get Tony Storm and have someone solid versus? Well, here's here's a good example of people they've pa they've passed up on masha slamovich yeah. which you know you look at this list of people and you think about it in the ring she's at the top of all of these i at least i think so i think she's i agree fantastic and one of the best uh well she's not an indie wrestler anymore full-time i guess because she signed with impact but you know what i mean yes um i think she's great and they passed on her they've passed on roxy clearly because they, if they wanted her, she would be there right now. I, I believe I remember reading somewhere that they were interested in Roxy and then she went to Ring of Honor. Well, now's the time. And also now, apparently, WWE is interested in Roxy as well. So, As they should be. Yeah. 20 years old, very talented already. And, you know, you can build. She AEW loves their pillar talk. She can be one of your women's division pillars, like yeah. long term. Because that's what the pillars are for. They're yeah. for the long term. Yeah. Uh, I think Mia Yim probably has just as good a chance as anyone besides maybe Tony Storm of signing with AEW, now that I think about it. Because, I mean, she, she hasn't wrestled, like, really at all for, like, didn't like wrestle two years. All, she didn't wrestle all of 2021. Yeah, and she's very good as well. And I think 
she actually would fit AEW uh, really well. And if they bring in Keith Lee, it just feels like an automatic combo you bring in because they're both very good. And I just really want Keith Lee at AEW. So yeah, they they pass up people, and they and also they to do. be fair, they don't they, they don't release people, but the, I know they won't, but they should. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I and well, there's also that aspect to AEW as well is that they. Um, are getting to the point now where they're starting to not renew contracts. So yeah. you don't renew some contracts, let contracts run out and bring in mm-hmm. these new people. Or you have a whole new division. Yeah. I guess they don't have to release. They can just do that because I yeah. think we're getting to the point where those uh, it's first starting. contracts signed are expiring. Yeah. So. It's already started uh, at least yeah. with um, big swole. Uh, speaking about AEW picking up <clears throat> new people. One thing that I want to talk about is <laughs> in between us, <laughs> us going on break uh kyle riley pops up in aew signs of the company uh and already had a match with undisputed era uh trios match on dynamite thoughts on kyle riley joining aew oh thank god i'm so happy like kyle riley is a very very good wrestler and i had to spend the past couple months watching him just you know wilt away after it, it's crazy because at the beginning of 2021 he was on this fast track to being an nxt champion he, he was going to become NXT champion and halfway through the year they said yeah we're uh we're gonna change nxt yeah and well not halfway later than half but you know what i mean and it completely derailed what was going to be kyle riley getting this great moment mm-hmm. uh you know, that Adam Cole feud that he had was built to get him there. You know, he won the feud. I guess also assuming he renewed, he would have right, renewed right. at that point. And he also had that great, great match with uh, Finn at the beginning of the year. Actually, it was at the end of last year. That's how long ago this is, but uh, which was a great takeover match. You know, he got to really show how good he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people kind of forgot that Kyle Riley can be one of the best wrestlers. I mean, if you look at his new Japan stuff, you look at his tag team stuff, this dude is fantastic. And I know like, he's not a big promo guy. He doesn't need to be a big promo guy. Um, And we're going to, you know, we're going to get Brian Danielson versus Kyle Riley down the line. We're going to get Kyle Riley versus Eddie Kingston. I don't know why that just feels like it's going to be really good. Uh, we're gonna get Kyle Riley against a lot of people, mm-hmm. and CM, I'm just happy. CM Punk versus Fish, <sighs> O'Reilly, and Cole. All three of those matches. Who says no? Who says no? Uh, well, we already saw the Fish one, but that's true. That's true. Well, there's the two others. Th- there's two others. Then. Yeah, I prefer the other two anyway. So, uh, but I'm happy Red Dragons back too. Uh, that's a great tag team to add to that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, instantly one of the best. I wouldn't be shocked if they wait. Uh, if they change plans um and had them win tag titles sooner rather than later because that's kind of what they do they kind of join companies and they're like instantly top tag team yeah so. you, you establish them as a top tag team off the bat yeah. um i mean i guess we'll see upcoming with uh the tbs debut uh feels like maybe a title change is on the horizon but we'll see there um, i also like the story they were telling uh with the young bucks undisputed situation it's very easy story to tell with no kenny around Mm -hmm. and if you can somehow stretch it out till when kenny comes back which sounds impossible because i have no idea when that is Mm -hmm. you get that you get that trios match 
on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. undisputed versus the elite oh <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess yeah, we no one has any clue what all of his injuries were and then what <laughs> all of Kenny's surgery and time. Yeah. I think he's already been off like a month and a half or something. Yeah. I think I, I was remember after the pay-per-view. What was that November, right? Yeah. Time um, adds up quick. Yeah, so about a month and a half already, so presumably a little bit while. They can stretch it out, uh but they're going to have to do some a lot of stretching. But they it's long term, so you can easily do that. Um, and also that distracts the Young Bucks and Red Dragon from the title scene and Adam Cole mm. from the title scene. It distracts all these people while you can do all the title pictures of all everybody else. Um, I like Kyle Riley and the company. I agree that it's, for me, it is very interesting of like, if, you know, NXT 2.0, I think was inevitable because uh, yeah. it was in part because NXT quote unquote lost the Wednesday Night Wars um so yeah because of that nxt 2.0 was going to happen or some version of it yeah um but if nxt was able like you know we talk about like the pebble and like in like the ripples of the ocean Mm -hmm. or whatever like the pebble is like them losing if they were able to at least win or uh conversely you know maintain a better audience Mm -hmm. and and not convert into an nxt 2.0 situation um i yeah i wonder how many of these people you know would have stayed i mean literally we are ending the tnt era of aew with the faction that was the rival faction in the rival promotion uh, on your television under your contracts yeah they were the main event of the last tnt dynamite and we're and let me let me see if I can look up real quick the uh, uh, first NXT head to head with AEW. It was Adam, I think it was Adam Cole versus Riddle for the NXT Championship. <laughs> God, that feels like a lifetime ago. Um, I'm, I guess see if I can look. I'll probably look into that later. Um, but yeah, just this idea of like you know bringing in this entire faction and having them run wild and having them have great matches and you know of course tony khan is gonna love having that faction in there um but uh, yeah i i it's kyle rally is an easy pickup and it's it, we obviously like we have the same conversation there are other people that they're planning to bring in Brody king is allegedly already in the company i think everyone thinks keith lee and shane strickland are easy picks to bring into the company um on top of that if he wants to you bring in Johnny Gargano. It was, by the way, Cole was, versus Matt Riddle. Was Fish O'Reilly doing anything on that show? Uh, just, yeah, they actually did main event. They won the NXT. Wait a minute. No, they successfully defended the NXT tag team titles against the Street Profits. Against the Street Profits. Wow. And uh, Shayna Baszler successfully defended the NXT women's title against Candice LeRae. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I what what a century ago that feels like. Uh, and what mm. was the? Does it say what the first AEW was? I believe the first AEW, the main event there was the Elite Omega the Bucks versus Jericho and Santana and Ortiz. That sounds right. Let me let me double check for you. Uh, but anyways, 
Uh, very good. You bring in those guys. You bring in all these other people. You bring in Gargano. Obviously, I think you can eventually maybe get a play for Candice LeRae. It was, by the way. It. What, what else was on that card? Um, it was um, Michael Nakazawa was on it. Great. Perfect. So uh, that's uh, Cody, Cody versus Sammy. Oh, Jake Hager debuted. <laughs> Where is Jake Hager? Where is he? Oh, oh he's got Cody versus him. Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF defeated Brandon Cutler. Wow, this was bad. This was the DC <laughs> show. Um, I think that also SoCal. that also goes to show uh, my my uh, the memory Ooh. at least of me or maybe most audiences is that I can remember exactly where the first AEW show was. I can remember. Two of the mat, two of the five matches. I was at the second show when Inner Circle became a thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, Pack defeated Hangman Page, which yep. was a pretty good match. But and I Riho, can... won- Riho won the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Yo, oh yeah, versus versus Nyla. Um, you know, which was a great show. I can remember all that stuff. Yeah, the NXT. I cannot remember a single thing. Um, Telling. Which- which and, and also and also what is telling to me is how different NXT has changed in these couple of years. Saying yeah. like, oh, it's Riddle versus Cole for the title, Baszler versus Larray, uh, Fish and O'Reilly versus Street Profits. What a different promotion. And to be fair, yeah, NXT is meant to be the developmental brand, right? But yeah. but wow, I went to last. <laughs> last taping like group taping of nxt ever you know before they switched to being live for head to head with AEW, and the show ended with uh o'reilly and fish winning the tag titles and undisputed era standing tall at the end of the show which just furthers how insane it is that AEW dynamite the last one of 2021 ended with them standing tall but this time with the young bucks it's just it's just a crazy time and we have to probably get into you know all the stuff we have to cover so <laughs> i'm gonna stop talking about but we we missed a lot also cody won the uh tnt championship yes he did cody also won there was a lot of stuff that happened tnt championship cody wins that um yes we released a shirt that says and i quote heel baby face winner cody has this thing where he i feel i feel like cody's current heel work is borderline cringe i think that's what he's going for she he like he has to be right like that's the that's the gimmick i don't know anymore um well let's move on let's move on from news items and specifically AEW news Really, I guess there's other newest items we'll get to when we talk about other shows shows. Um, but let us talk about and review the first topic here for us today. Stardom Dream Queendom. Uh, Stardom had their big end of the year show. Actually, I believe it was the first. If I'm not mistaken, this was the first Dream Queendom show, right? It is. Yeah, I, I think it should be their annual show. I agree. I think it's a good, good spot for. Stardom has already obviously annual shows, but I think having some sort of like big WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom esque show, I think that's a good They have spot no annual live show, which is interesting. They have annual tape shows that are at Cork and Hall and annual uh, tournaments and stuff. 
Yeah, but they don't have annual live shows, and I think this would definitely be a good show. Like, you know, you end the year, because a lot of Japanese companies begin the year with big shows. You can be the first, and you can end the year with big show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was a very good show. Uh, uh, attendance uh, was the big uh, a news point that came out of here. Attendance of 3,000 folks and Ryo Goku. Um, Scotty, you want to They beat Dragon it? Gate. I was about to say, they were, what, the second um yeah. biggest attendance or something in japan yeah i think so since uh the pandemic or the this past year i forget the exact stat but i know they beat dragon gate which is very big very big some would say major yeah. <laughs> i would that's for damn sure. Actually, no. Just for this year's awards, I would not. So I could vote for <laughs> multiple things. But so next tomorrow, year, tomorrow I will say major, major. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's that's. I think having this kind of like big of an attendance number, especially for the pandemic. You know, it is pandemic, so it's not like ginormous. But um, I think having to me that shows that this show is a success. Obviously, mm. we're not going to know like the streaming numbers or anything until maybe way later unless they're maybe super, never unless they're super big and startup was like we got to talk about this yeah um but i think that this was a based on attendance alone a hit show and let's talk about it see if the matches were a hit as well um we'll very quickly start off with the pre-show five-way match fukigan death defeats lady c arena saki kashima and waka sukiyama uh, Scotty, any thoughts? Wait, no. I have zero. I have zero. I have negative thoughts. I have none. Zero. Zip. Move on. <laughs> I like. I my only thought. My only thought on the matter is I like that Fukigan Death got the win because I I felt that I, I enjoyed Fukigan Death. I was gonna say, guys, year. Ryan's a Fukigan Death stan. I didn't say stan. I said no, I enjoyed it's their true. Work. And it's okay to admit because that that Fukigan Death. Uh yeah, I'm gonna change my profile to just Fukigan Death. Uh, you're gonna change like you're gonna do, find some graphic art that can give you the Fukigan Death face paint the entire time we talk. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have a Snapchat filter, uh, and I'm just gonna do the show saying death over and over again. And you'll just stand sit there like this the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, future of Stardom title match, Hannon, Hannon. Hanan, Hanan, whatever. I get I get it wrong every time I say it. I yeah, think it's Hanan. Hanan <laughs> defeats Raka to win the future of Stardom title. Uh, I was actually quite surprised uh, with Hanan winning here. I didn't expect her to win. Obviously, this is her first championship ever. Um, at the age of seventeen, I did not expect her to win this, but she did it. So. Well, Ryan. Hanan is the future ace of stardom. I don't know if you knew this, but she is the future ace of stardom. And this was the big moment that they had been preparing for a couple of years because I repeat, Hanan is the future ace of stardom. Uh, she had a really, I thought, I thought, you know, you're asking two very young wrestlers to go into Rhea Goku Sumo Hall and kick off a show that is one of the biggest in stardom history. Yeah. I thought they did pretty good for what they were asked to do. And I mean, Hanan was doing new moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spinning kick that she did, brand new. She did a famous sir, and then she hit uh, Ruaka with the back suplex for the win. Mm-hmm. 
looked. I was very looked, ha- looked very- hard hidden that that back suplex. Oh yeah, that That's, landing. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, no, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. No, but it got it was effective. But the moment that they had, you know, after the match, and it was clearly this big moment that you're supposed to remember in the journey yeah. of Han and. Um, you know, they hug after, and then Ruaka stays in character by pushing her away. And then Stars comes out and celebrates with her. That is a big moment moving forward. Um, you know, usually future of stardom title matches aren't that big of a deal. But this is one of those times where I think it was supposed to be. And I think they did really good at that. Um, it's hard for a match that's in Ryugoku Sumo Hall not to feel like a big deal um, for them. But yeah. I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I, I I didn't expect it because I don't know. It just I just didn't see a lot of Hanan this year for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, she was out a few times. Yeah, actually. so uh, what for? I assume for COVID and whatnot. Um, um I, I think she, well, school. I think for point. one. Good point. And then she got hurt. Um, uh, I think a couple times. So she's going back to school with a title belt around her waist, and she's just like, "Hey, I, you go. I don't know because I know her sister Hina." is the only one between the three sisters that actually left to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like those two were like, nah, nah. Yeah. and also, you know, um, Han- Hanan is the oldest. So oh, she's, she's a year away from being done. I think I have no idea how it works. I don't know. She's a year younger than Azumi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God. Start, Azumi's start him young and start him, start him young. Azumi's a seasoned vet. So it's a little unfair. I mean, she's been wrestling for like six years. Which is also weird to say. <laughs> well, yes, because I just said she was 18. So, yeah. No, actually, she's 19. I just looked it up. She's 19. Oh, she just turned 19, I think. Maybe. That uh, doesn't say her age. It or not yeah. her age, but her uh, birthday. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, Artists of Stardom title match. Uh, Himika, Micah, and Natsupoi defended those titles and retained them. Against the Cosmic Angels, Mai Sakurai, Mina Shirakawa, and Unagi Sayaka. Um, good match. Another good match. I think it was pretty solid. There's nothing to talk about from this match except for the ending where Micah hit all three Cosmic Angels with the Michinoku driver and just pinned Mai. That 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 was the end. They yeah. she was just like, Oh yeah, all right, you're done. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it it felt like not. It felt like you know the you know this was the the confirmation following uh what was that Osaka Osaka Super Wars that uh they're together as a unit you know yes. there's a confirmation of that and this is what it looks like when they're together as a unit um uh, but then it also felt like with that finish it was like Micah we're, it was like yeah we're we're looking at Micah now uh, a yeah. little bit I, I'm. Oof, she's Micah's so good. <laughs> yeah, she is. What a year for Micah. It yeah, a fantastic year for Micah. Uh she, seeing that she going into this year, I don't think anyone thought she was like, you know, this fantastic wrestler yet. And she just kind of blossomed very quickly. I mean, they put yeah. her into a World of Stardom title match at the 10th year anniversary show. Mm-hmm. She shined there. And then I feel like every opportunity she got, she shined. And her and Sayakamitani, I think, really did that together. And like they, you know, they're not in the same group, but they both got big opportunities multiple times, and they got better and better each time, which 
you know, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I think another solid match here for the, for the show here, um, moving right along high speed title match, starlight kid, defensive title against Azume and Kagama, uh, starlight kid, of course, got the win here. Uh, I thought it was a very good match. Uh, I did have like that thing, uh, where I'm watching high speed titles where it was like, it's, it's high speed title matches. And then also like Lucha sometimes where it's just like, the fact that they're moving really fast and everything is like breaks your brain. It breaks my brain and thinking of like, wait, okay, hold on. Was this good or was it just that I liked seeing them go super fast? <laughs> uh, that happens. That happens. <laughs> what happens? I thought Starlight. I think this to me. I thought Starlight Kid looked the best in this match. I really. I'm. Yeah. This Starlight Kid heel turn, I think, is just outstanding for her. Um, mm. I think. You know, she was good before, but I think there's this newfound confidence that she has yeah. that she is really. And we talked about it with the um, uh, tournament, summer tournament, five star, five star. We talked about it this five star where uh, it felt like Starlight Kid was like trying to figure it out and come into her own. It felt yeah. like she is completely in her own. She knows what she's doing and she's yeah. just she's just killing it. Yeah, the heel turn somehow made her feel like three years away from the, you know, top titles to now. If she won it in twenty twenty two, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, that's how it feels. That's how like much she's just grown as a character. And I mean, her, her wrestling's you know it was very good before the turn, but she gets it. So like, you know, yeah. everything she does just feels important. Like you said, she looked the best in this match out of the three. Um, clearly they're saving her versus Zumi. Um, that's a, yeah. you know, big, big singles match, which we've seen many times, big but tease at the end of the, at the end of the match. Yeah. For that. It's bigger now because of the story with Momo. Uh, Starlight kids, a heel. Now it's a lot different from the past few times. So that's clearly the match they're going with. And, having to take notes on this match like i did for you know my other podcast was impossible so we can move on you gotta get the plug in there scotty oh yeah the five star joshi podcast on fight game media network plus patreon we're we're a pro plug network that's fair that's fair uh all around um you know uh, i thought starlight kid was very good I, i yeah i don't have like and i get that these are sort of pithier takes and we're gonna get to the meteor takes maybe later but i just think that i i mean i agree i think i don't necessarily know if next year but i could see maybe two years her winning starlight kid getting the wonder of stardom title that's you know that's fair i you know i I mean i think she's a wonder champion that's that's what she feels i don't don't see i despite the all of the praise I'm giving Starlight Kid right now. I don't see her as a world of stardom title holder, but yeah. I can see her, you know, holding. I think her peak right now is now Wonder of Stardom. But I think before this heel turn, I would say her peak is probably the high speed title. I mean, I got ballsy and called her a a lot of what she's doing now and like her full heel character is very Io Shirai-esque, which is probably going to give me shot. <laughs> but, uh, she, you know, she's small like Io Shirai. She has a, an absurd confidence about her. Are you talking like NXT heel Io Shirai? Uh, no, actually. Are you talking well, Joshi? Star, it's actually more, 
it's a little bit of both a little bit of both actually because the 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 you know eo shirai and xt the heel characters that she had was you know you could see a little comparison there but yeah. her time in stardom i mean eo shirai is like you know stardom royalty yeah it just, you know, you bring, you bring up Yosha Rai and start them. People like get mad, uh, <laughs> in a good way. Like if you get, if you say anything bad about her, people get mad. And I don't say anything bad about her, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of comparisons there. And I think she can work her way to a world of stardom title run. I think you know, that's definitely, she'll have to take another step. And maybe that's just when she removes her mask, which she wants to do. Like maybe that'll give her a whole new feeling because, being able to do facial expressions goes a long way in being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I applaud her for doing what she's doing with a mask on. Yeah. Um, but Wonder Stardom title feels right right now. And and the interesting about the Wonder and World is that they're both kind of on the same level. I mean, the world always main events, almost always. Yeah. But it's not a mid-card title. It's just its, its own being. It, and I think that's why if she never won the world, it'd be okay because she's very fit for the wonder. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Now I have to get emotional. All right, let's go. Singles match. Julia uh, defeating Konami. That's just the singles match. Julia comes out. Julia returns from injury um, with a whole new rock and a whole new do that I really love. I love it. Yeah, I'll, give, from I'll give you all the background behind this. Please, please. Okay, um, okay. So, so Konami, of course, has her interest. She's wearing the Tokyo Cyber Squad gear, which, if anyone doesn't know, Tokyo Cyber Squad was the faction led by Hana Kimura. And this entire match, pretty much the whole basis behind it, was both of their relationships with Hana Kimura. I, I well, I want to speak real quickly. Is that, uh, was that her? I was trying to recognize it. Was that her Tokyo Cyber Squad gear yes. or was that new gear? That it looked, it, it's hers. I mean, yeah, she might have had to be new because she's lost like a ton of, yeah, she's been really thin because of her, um, you know, the first, the stomach problem she had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing it's her old gear. I don't think, she, but she might have had new gear made for. But it looks, it it looks similar to all of her. That's besides the But anyway, point. Yeah, we're, wearing the TCS colors instantly. I was like, oh, okay, this is more emotional than I thought. Yeah. And then Julia comes out rocking the braid that Hanukkah won when she won the five star Grand Prix. Yep. Very similar braid. And then she has the never end flag signed by the entire Stardom roster draped around her and she also just had an eye patch because for some reason she's a pirate too but that's okay because julia's just really cool um and then you know they both pointed to the sky and i was like okay so this match isn't about konami this match is about hana and this is you know it's starting to get me and they did multiple uh multiple moves in the match that were reminiscent of hana uh konami uh put on the hydrangea which is her uh, which was Hana's submission, mm-hmm. and then Julia hit the Tiger Lily uh, package pile driver, which was also Hana's. Uh, very good moments. They both, you know, again pointed to the sky multiple times. Um, very emotional. And we match. also, yeah, and we also saw the Konami that I think a lot of people missed in this I, match. I certainly did. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed some of the stuff she's done, but I, I really started falling in love with konami during the tc tc 
Got it. S. TCS. I was going to say TCG, <laughs> but I think that's the network for 30 Rock. TCS. <laughs> uh the tcs time i like i was like really enjoying her work there yeah. in tokyo cyber squad uh and I, I was glad to see her sort of return to form yeah. she had the fire that she yeah. had and and the oedo tai character made her pretty much not have that fire like that's the whole point yeah. of their like vibe and whatnot but i think that's what konami is great at you know yeah. she is great at the at having that fire and having to take yeah. it away from her it's sort of yeah yeah, yeah. i talked i I talked to someone after this match and we're like, yeah, this isn't a match like you write on a scale. This was just like, this is one that, you know, on Hanukkah's birthday, you just go back and watch and be like, look at this, like, look at this beautiful match that these two had, you know, Mm -hmm. celebrating Konami's potential final match felt like it could be her last match ever. And if it is incredible send off Two, they just, you know, they, they started off the match just like Julia and Hana did when they wrestled there one time, which is a match I will recommend till the day I die. Uh, it's just fantastic. And really the best version of Julia is anytime Hana Kimura inspires her. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Because she fights with this rage and fire that Hana wrestled with. Um, and we've only seen it so few times and, I said to someone yesterday, I tweeted out, like, somehow, some way, Hanukkah brings the best version of Julia out, even when she's not here anymore. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've seen Julia have better matches than this. I, I, but the, the fire and like, it, they just, they just were great uh, together all around. Yeah. Very emotional match. It, it's, you know, for obvious. It didn't matter who won. Yes. Yeah, but well, it was, we knew it was, who was winning. But yeah, <laughs> you knew, you knew. Like, uh, I think that's also true. Is that like knowing that it, you know, Konami was leaving after this, quote unquote, leaving. Yeah. Uh, after this, that you know, you already know who's gonna win, but it wasn't by making this a tribute match. It wasn't about who was going to win. It was about how, or you know, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, very emotional match. It's um really goes to show how much Hana meant to the stardom roster. I mean, yeah. you know, it, and not even how much meant she meant to the stardom roster, but how much the loss of Hana has affected this. I mean, we're still, you know, unsurprisingly, I'm not going to say that this is a bad thing. I'm saying, saying we're a year and a half out, I think a year and a half out from, from Hana's passing and it's just like you know it is still people are having I think I would argue based on just what I've seen online stuff that people are still struggling with with that and I don't blame anybody I mean these are people you worked with people that you're best friends with um you know jungle jungle is still gone um Konami I'm in part I imagine this is part of why she's leaving I'm Mm -hmm. you know um you know, there, there's still the, you know, I, like I said, that pebble in the river, these yeah. effects we're, we're still having them. I'm glad that um, in a weird way, Julia is keeping that torch going. Yeah. I say that, yeah. but now she is a, a leader of a faction with people wearing Momo masks. Well, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's I, gotta, I had to, I had to break the emotional tension somehow. Yeah, um, 
I, the one thing I'll say is that I don't think the memory of Hana Kimura will ever be going away. And that's yeah. great because, yeah. you know, the more wrestlers do this and the more they kind of, you know, remember her in their matches, but also just, you know, the light she created um, for stardom as a whole and really wrestling as a whole, it, it won't be forgotten, but we'll move on because I don't want to be emotional anymore. Um, we can just talk about the tag match real quick and get, then get to the two meaty, uh, meaty matches. Yes. 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 Tag team match. Mayu Itani and Takumi Oroha defeating the team of Azuki and Momo Watanabe right off the bat. Obviously weren't able, we weren't able to preview start. I don't believe we, no, we did dream, dream queendom. Um, but, uh, right off the bat, I, I like the pairing of Hazuki and Momo here um, just because of the former Oedo Tai member Hazuki now sort of gone good yeah. uh, teaming up with the former Queen's <laughs> Quest uh, Momo Watanabe now gone more dark. dark. <laughs> I was gonna. I was bad is not the word because Queen's Quest has sort of that that sort of tweener vibe a little yeah. bit. Uh, but gone evil, um, mm-hmm. Watanabe. I thought that was a good pairing, and of course Mayu and Aroha there. Um, Scotty, what do you think of this match? It was a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't the match of the night. It wasn't the tag team match of the year. There was no stakes, but it was a lot of fun, and it gave a chance for Momo to further her character. It gave. Uh, maybe Momo and Hazuki at one point worked together, which was shocking. That was fun. It also gave Mayu and Takumi their shot to team together, which if you notice, they smiled the entire time. They were having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And if you can see wrestlers having fun, it's easy for you know us to have fun watching. Um, but I thought Mo- the Momo turn on Hazuki, which was inevitable because Momo said she'd rather like kill Hazuki than team with her before she even became part of a way to tie uh so like it wasn't shocking once it happened now, now then, she's at the point where she might do it <laughs> my favorite part is that mayu the leader of stars you know with azuki and takumi just said oh she turned on her all right let's let's destroy her now <laughs> um they both hit their finishers and the hazuki loses but it's a good way to keep hazuki strong as well in defeat uh, which is always a smart decision. Mm-hmm. Momo is, you know, mean and left, and then the other two. And if you watch the post match where Mayu just stumbled over everything and broke uh, Ryugoku <laughs> Sumo Hall, where she she somehow knocked off a panel on the entrance <laughs> ramp, and I was like, how did how did you do that? How did that happen? How did you even <laughs> only only Mayu? That's like such a Mayu sort of ism. That's just like only only you. Only, she somehow and then, manages and then, to do then, it all the time. And then Tagumi selling it like, I don't know, come on, come on. No, 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 we're all good here. Just <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah, to, nothing to see forever. here. Nothing to see here. Come on, let's roll. <laughs> they need to stay together forever. Yeah. I, th- I think they're very funny. If, uh, you know, I, I, obviously, you know, we thought maybe that there could have been that, that Kyrie Hojo spot somewhere. Uh, but if we're not doing that for a while or never going to do that, just just have Mayu and Takumi team up and maybe they can uh, go on and challenge for the tag titles. Uh, hell yeah. I mean, we already have a pirate now because Julia's pirate, but that's, you know, it that's was, fine. It was if I last time I checked, there were multiple pirates uh, in the world. So, you know, you can have multiple pirates in a promotion. Wait a minute. There's, there's pirates. <laughs> yeah. Wonder of Stardom title match. <laughs> Kawatani 
defeating Tam Nakano. Uh, Nakano's reign comes to an end here. Uh, I, I, if I were to bet money, I would actually would not take this the bet because I think they were starting with easily, very easily building up Saya all year long to have this <laughs> spot, have this title change. Uh, getting the win here, I thought was good, and also a great fucking match. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, best match of Saya Kamatani's career. Uh, best match of Tam Nakano's reign since she won the title. Mm-hmm. Winning the title, that, you know, the match with Julia is different. That's a different being. I mean, hair versus hair. It's hard to top that. Uh, but they, instead of went down the usual Tam Nakano title match, you know, road of, oh, this is very emotional and, you know, slap, slap, slap and whatnot. They went down a, a road that I feel like is going to be the Saya Kamatani title reign, which is just a lot of great action, um, a lot of great moments, a lot of great moves, and just oozing confidence. That's what Saya Kamatani was doing this entire match. This is the most confident I've ever seen her in a match. Like when she did the Harakarana to uh, Tam off the apron and then looked in the camera and goes, like points at herself. I was like, "What's what is this? Where is where is this Saya coming from?" Uh, great match, and of course the Phoenix Flash to end it. Um, that is that is that one move in stardom that should never and will never get kicked out of because it no one else can come close to doing a Phoenix Flash. Well, I I don't know. Maybe they can, but it's hers. It's hers, yeah. and she does it great every time. Uh, long time coming, and I think it was the right move to uh, uncrown Tam. Yeah, I think it was a good time to to do that. Um, yeah, no, Kamatani is just very, very strong. I think all year long she's sort of proved her worth, um, proved her spot uh, in this company. And I, like you said, I am glad that it, this match was a sort of Kamatani uh, freaking sprint i guess it would be the best word that sort of like that kind yeah. of like just going at e- at each other constantly less story beats let's just go out and have a match that's that's awesome uh mm. this match certainly was awesome i i've to me not not the match of the night but very much close very much well, close match night. yeah that's agreeable it's hard to it was gonna be hard to have a match of the night yeah but i thought they the fact that we were even saying it was close bravo to them yeah no and i'm excited you know i i sort of we talked about it before is that i think nakana's reign first reign here was i i think it was fine i think it was okay yeah. to, you know I, I not not necessarily what i necessarily always wanted you know, I, I thought the, the Mayu stuff kind of got fumbled there a little bit at the end. Ugh, we don't talk about that. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and we talked about it before during the Grand Prix that uh, Nakano sometimes has okay matches. Um, yeah. But I am super excited to see what Kamitani can do. I'm mm. super excited to see what her 2022 is going to look like. Uh, and I'm super excited to kick that off with Wrestle Kingdom. I yes, believe. which Saya Kamatani is on, mm-hmm. um, as is Tam, actually. But uh, let's get to the main event. Let's get to the main event. World of Stardom title match, along with the SWA Undisputed World Women's title match. 
No time limit, of course. Uh, it was, in fact, Shuri winning the five-star Grand Prix, going on to defend that briefcase multiple times, and eventually winning the World of Stardom title, finally against Utami Hayashishida. Utami's reign is over. Shiri is now the World of Stardom champion. Scotty, I'll give you the floor. Very, very well deserved. I don't think anyone has earned a title reign in a single year alone than Shuri. I, the work she put in this year is some of the best work I've seen in a year long. And really, you know, she had a great first half, but from that first Utami Shuri match on, whew, she just, she just didn't stop. No. And I had convinced myself she wasn't going to win this, mostly because I think I just didn't want to be let down. But also, they were telling a story with Utami of she wants to beat the Io Shirai record and felt like they might go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't, and I'm very happy about that, that they did it. I love Utami. Don't get me wrong. I would have been happy either way. But uh, this felt like the perfect ending. They knew Japan did up with this match. This was a very new japan style main event you have the early build you know feeling each other out hitting each other a bit and then you knowing just kick knowing it they're gonna go long yeah and they didn't go as long as i think a lot of people feared they only went 37 minutes i thought they were gonna go over an hour easily yeah i thought they were gonna go stupid long and it was gonna like ruin the match but it they they kept it under 40 and they told the story really well um, Utami just could not find something to put Shuri away. And when Shuri wasn't finding something to put Utami away, she brought out the one winged Ryuin, as I'm calling it, because it was cool. Um, or you could just call it like, I don't know, something else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she got she gets her up in the electric chair and brings her straight down, driving her back first. It was great, great finish. Uh, it was a new Japan, like, I'm not kidding. It was a new Japan. Uh, main event it's very different from their first match even which is an accomplishment by them because with all the pressure in the world that they're raising this is the most hyped stardom match of all time no like going into it most hyped ever not a no doubt about it because of that first one you know everyone was talking about it. tom waller was talking about it. he said he re-watched it the morning of like that's how much he loved it um Dave Meltzer was hyping it up throughout the you know week and saying, "Here's the link. Here's the link. Check it out." Chris um, Dickinson, which is you know big for Stardom that you're getting. Yes, Dickinson, Daniel Garcia, like there are you know ra- relatively solid names here in the states that were really trying to hype up this match, especially and you know with all the pressure, Ryugoku Sumo Hall, they they knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah. And I think I think having Shuri win was the perfect move to like you know you want to keep people invested that are you know the new people tuning in now you changed it up now it's not utami now it's shuri moving forward and that's just exciting to think about in itself and we have two new champions for stardom heading into 2022 which is really cool because 2022 is going to be their most important year to date yeah, I, I really enjoy this match. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as their first match, uh, but I really like this match as well. Um, I felt I really enjoyed Shuri's 
all around limb work. Like she started the match, mm. like I'm going all these leg drops, right? All these leg lariat yeah. sort of moves. I'm just going to continue, go after the head, the neck. Then I'm mixing it up, going for a double wrist lock. <laughs> what was it? Off the top rope sort of. Oh yeah. She did. She did the Kushida um, mm. hoverboard, like hoverboard lock off thing. the top rope. Yeah. That I was called the Kushida thing. The Kushida. <laughs> That looked beautiful. Uh, and then she started going for figure fours right after that. So she was just like working the entire body. And it felt for a long time that, like like kind of what you said, that Otami couldn't find something. She like just kept trying. And she had some things, you know, using some sleeper holds and whatnot, but just couldn't really find something where it felt like before the story was always that Utami had this endurance engine in her but now yeah. it's more so that like she was just completely wear worn down and if you're gonna wear down to tommy mm -hmm. it's you know just out endurance her obviously but just work every body part where and just continuously go after her go after her you know try to beat her in early rounds because if you went yeah. if they went 90 you know maybe tommy would have pulled something out <laughs> but the fact that it's like yeah. i'm just gonna not let up on you for 30 minutes um yeah. just I I just I thought it was very good. And I'm glad Shuri got it. I think you're you know you're building this promotion. Uh I think arguably I, I think this title match easily sold those tickets. Um I think Shuri uh maybe potentially winning it was good. Uh and you know, Utami, you know, she's probably gonna return to the, the title scene obviously eventually, but now we have the yeah. sort of Momo story that we can go down as well. Um, the mm. Queen's Quest versus um, uh, Oedo Tai story there. Um, so she's, you know, she's going to have a, a high profile story matchup there as well. Shuri has a bunch of defenses down the line as well. Obviously, we're going to have an Utami rematch at some point. We're probably going to have a, a Nikano match, I guess, also at this point, a Momo match. Um, yeah, Julia, Julia's, Julia. Julia's a big the question big there, one. but. Uh, <laughs> Julia will happen. Uh, and I think, you know, with DDM going up to seven yep. group members now, uh, that definitely could be the match that leads or, to a Or split. what is what is currently DDM going up to seven. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Shuri for the punishment she also took. I mean, you know, Tommy got, you know, plenty of limb work to her and broken down, like you're saying. But Shuri took an air raid crash to the floor. And I just... <laughs> The last time they had this match, they did it on the apron. I was like, that's what I expected. No, 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 no. They went straight down to the floor. I was like, God oh, damn. What? what? What are we doing? I mean, she was in the UFC, so she could pretty much take anything. But yeah. um, that and then she also got caught. You know, when she went for like a soccer kick from the apron, she got caught by Tommy, just power bombs to the floor. I was like, yeah, and it just a, a doesn't didn't hold on to her. It was just like I'm just gonna quickly grab you and throw <laughs> you to the ground. Yeah, there was no hesitation of like, okay, you can wait on this. No, no, you just have to accept it. Uh, but yeah, great match, great moment, perfect moment to complete Stardom's home run of a year. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think this is like a great moment for that for that situation. I think. I'm very. I think it was just an outstanding year for Stardom. I am very excited to see what their 2022 is going to look at look like. Um, 
I don't know what it will look like, but it's gonna be hard to top this year. But there's an easy answer. It's just you know let Mayu do more. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean Mayu versus Shuri is a guaranteed match because uh, Mayu is one of the only people to beat Shuri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in her two year run, Shuri doesn't lose. <laughs> like she doesn't lose. It's very rare. And speaking of not losing, now Shuri is a three three champion holder, right? Yeah, she has the SWA, which will probably be retired if I had to guess. Uh, should be, should be at this world. Point. Yeah, the goddess of stardom with Julia. Mm-hmm. I, people definitely forget she has those, so she has to defend those. And of course, world of stardom. Uh, I think you know you start doing the tag team matches on like Cork and Hall shows more because you got to try to find room for Shuri to defend all these titles. And I'm I'm sure she's gonna lose the goddesses soon because yeah um, fwc is kind of just chilling and they'll probably just take them so that you don't have to so that you can have tag team title matches on your pay-per-views again but i mean they're running ria goku sumo hall back-to-back days in march so yeah i have no idea what they're going to do for those two days but we'll see we'll find out certainly um that is stardom uh i'm excited i'm excited about 2022 for stardom i i think they have an outstanding year are you ex- also excited for day one ish yeah baby tomorrow wwe day one in atlanta georgia state farm arena Whoo boy <laughs> ryan's going people i'm gonna be there live in person he's uh, gonna give a live podcast from the show yeah i'm gonna live stream myself on twitch during the main event, he's just going to be like, Hey, everybody, it's me. It's my boy, Roman Reigns, day one. Um, yeah, no. Um, let, let's, get a, let's get a quick vibe check on WWE day one, Scotty. What's, how are you feeling about this show? It's actually like the, one of the best cards they put together <laughs> since fans came back. Or really since, like, the beginning of 2020? <laughs> there's, a, there's a pretty good card. There's a match here or there where I'm like, ah, yeah, sure? Well, that's, that's a WWE show. I mean, they're doing Mad Cat Moss <laughs> in a pay-per-view match. So, like, you're like, oh. But you got two great, great world title matches. Uh-huh. You have a potential huge moment for Liv Morgan. Uh well, and you have two great tag title matches. Actually, they're really good tag title matches. Mm-hmm. Which you know, the, when it comes to WWE, there's no guarantee you're getting a good tag title match. So take that and run with it. The other two matches, we're not gonna, we don't have to talk about. Those. Yeah, I. So my hype with this show has been like I'm like conflicted about the show because it is at the end of the day it is wwe sure is as as much a card can can look good uh there's a difference between being on paper and in actuality and we've learned that as watching wwe for years but i say this all where there are reports coming out that this is the big boss nick khan's idea to have this show it is oh, yeah. their reports saying that they want this show to be part of the big five. They want this show to be up there with WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, um, Survivor Series. 
They nope, won- it's not Survivor Series anymore. They count money in the bank. Oh, yeah, really? They took wait, hold on. They took away Survivor Money in the bank's in a stadium this year. Oh, you're right. Anyways, well, they want they want to bring <laughs> day, they want to bring day one into yeah. that that echelon, right? So you not only ha- the show has to be really good, mm-hmm. right? But then the people in the show, especially Vince McMahon as well. You know, Vince McMahon has a lot of control and everything, but like Nick Khan is the guy asking for this. You know, he's he is. Vince and him are the big bosses, but you got to make sure that this show is good or Nick Khan is going to fire half the roster. Um, <laughs> uh, allegedly, who knows? Um, but th- <laughs> this this show has to be good. And that is part of my intrigue about seeing it live is, you know, it has to be good. The situation that is currently ahead of us, however, is... Will the card be the same by the time the show arrives? Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. A little worrisome. So earlier this week, uh, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Big E, and Bianca Belair all get pulled from a house show. Seth Rollins reveals that he is positive with COVID. Um, so one would presume that either the other three are positive or they are just uh, quarantining out of safety, uh, especially Becky Lynch because she lives with the man. Um, CDC changed it to a five-day quarantine. So I believe the fifth day is today. So assuming they can pass with, I believe, two negative tests, they can work the show. Yeah. However. I don't know when he got positive, though. Yeah, I I don't know. But I, I, I believe they announced it on Monday. So if he, he did, ass- yeah. assuming he got positive on Sunday, WWE definitely didn't announce it. Seth Rollins did. <laughs> well, what WWE did announce was that they are no longer going to be doing COVID testing. So even if he was quarantining for these five days and he tests two negative times, WWE is not doing those testing. That's going to be on Seth Rollins uh, to make sure that he's healthy enough to go to work. Um, I Coincidence? Who knows? <laughs> I, I haven't spoken to anybody in the company, but coincidence may be that the sim- same day <laughs> that this news comes out, the WWE is also going to announce that they are no longer testing their talent. Um, yeah. Not only is unsafe for the talent, but uh, incredibly bad PR. I don't know why you would do that. Um, after winning that award last year, <laughs> that bullshit award last year, uh, um, I, I don't know. We're it, it, COVID aside, because you know we've had to say that for two years now. Uh, COVID aside, yeah, I think for the most part the show will be okay. I think maybe the only thing we have to worry about is Becky and Seth because it sounds like. They were also trying to protect top talent. Now, Bianca's not on the card. So she actually, she believably could have had it. They very much could have been trying to protect Big E. I wouldn't be shocked on that one. Maybe he was a close contact. Yeah. That's also possible. The two big title matches, you want to protect as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, you're in trouble with the women's title match if Becky got it, you know, from Seth, which. I don't know how she wouldn't have, mm-hmm. seeing that they probably sleep in the same bed together. 
Just saying. Scandalous, Scotty. Well, they're I think they're married officially, so I mean is it <laughs> I don't think I don't think they are. I thought they had a I think they had a private wedding or something. I remember like them being yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I could care less, honestly. Uh but let's talk about the show. Yes, I, I only bring up the COVID stuff because there are there is the potential that some yeah, of these I mean, matches we might preview a show that doesn't actually happen. So well, the well, show it's happening. Happen. The show we might happen. preview a card that's gonna be like in shambles. There might be some changes in that card. There um, might be no WWE title there, but yeah, sure. Um, we'll find out. I guess I'll find out live and I'll report live. Yeah, because they aren't gonna tell you ahead of time. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. The kickoff match is actually better than like other matches. Well, let's talk about the kickoff. Obviously, there might be some more matches added to this entire show uh, from Friday Night SmackDown when that happens. Uh, but right now, as of Friday morning, we're looking at the day one kickoff being Cesaro and Ricochet teaming up to face Sheamus and Ridge Holland. I believe, I believe, is this his? Oh, no, it's not. I was going to say, I was like, is this his official debut? And it's like, no, he's his official debut has already been in a battle royal for the Universal title. So this would be his fourth match in the main roster scene for Ridge Holland. For the in- Ridge what I think has potential to be a pretty good kickoff match. I mean, yeah, you got, you got three guys that are really good at wrestling. You got Rich Hall and who I think can be um, good. I mean, from what I've seen, he's not bad. Yeah, he's not he's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, I like the new Sheamus we've gotten since he returned because he just, you know, beats people up and what's so bad about that. And Cesaro's great. And Ricochet, you know, they like to, they like to put him out there and do some crazy shit nowadays um, on SmackDown. Like that's his new thing. Like, Oh yeah, we're, you know, we're on Fox. Here's what you can see. You can see the one guy that can do all this stuff, do this stuff once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet needs to be like the new Ray Mysterio for the company about be able to, by that, I mean like do a bunch of crazy high flying yeah. stuff. Maybe also like Ricochet needs to be like a Jeff Hardy Mysterio hybrid thing. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think Ridge, should win that would make the most you can have him pin no offense to cesaro fans but you can have him pin cesaro i think i think truthfully we're at the point where you probably want to build ricochet more than cesaro right now because after brock you're gonna have to fill a couple pay-per-views i'm not saying you should do ricochet versus roman but who the hell else are you supposed to do like there's not that many people on the roster to fill in you know we jeff hardy's gone that was that was one uh, you're not doing Drew. You're not. You're not going to just put Drew in a random match against Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could do Sheamus versus Roman, which would probably be pretty good. But he's a heel. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, uh, unless you know Brock just wins that, <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah. Which would make no sense to me. But you never know. Well, we'll see. I guess there's three shows. Presumably, we got Royal Rumble after this. We have. Presumably Elimination Chamber and presumably Fastlane. They aren't announced yet, but I don't know if Fast. I think Fastlane is dead. What is the other show? Roadblock. I think I, I think they got End rid of it. Roadblock End of the Line. I think they finally realized they don't need two pay per views in the middle of Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Thank God. Um, yeah, but either way, uh, they got some time. In I don't watch Raw and SmackDown anymore, so like. I just my update is whatever they post on Twitter, which is pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I know the stories at hand. I just you know. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see uh, <laughs> how much if this show goes well. Maybe we'll continue to review WWE. 
but we'll see. If it sucks, we'll see you at the Rumble because I love the Rumble. Yeah, I'll, I'm always a sucker for the Rumble. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Let's talk about day one proper. And of course, we're going to start off with a hit match, singles match on this card and cage match. Edge versus The Miz. This is a, a heated rivalry. Uh, Edge interrupting the Mrs. and Maurice's, Ms. and Mrs., if you will, uh, Val renewal um and then brooding them brood blood bath brood bath them. i haven't paid attention to this feud i have no idea what's going on this Eric, is all Eric news Bishop to me actually uh i can't believe they're wasting an edge match on the miz <laughs> miz this is the thing about the miz in wwe canon he is practically he is like a main eventer guy Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> he was WB champion last year, technically. Yeah, people forget that. Um, but Miz is somebody that like is already gonna go into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Like the di- like he retires the next year, he'll go into the Hall of Fame. You know, he is like their guy, and he is you know, you've gone through a lot of the edge matches already. This is also the edge quote unquote return match, right? Uh, after the Rock. Have you though? Have you really went through all of them? I feel like he faced Randy Orton 17 times. He faced well, Seth think. Rollins let's, 16 times. Let's, let's talk about this. We got Randy Orton. We got... Oh, let's look at his uh, goddamn... He hasn't, he hasn't faced AJ. He hasn't faced Kevin Owens. He did at a house show. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually read that match was pretty good, which isn't shocking because, you know, Kevin's Kevin. We got we got Edge. We got going against Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Jay Uso, Randy Orton. Jay Uso? Or no, Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Uh, some dude. <laughs> uh, some nerd who likes trees. Um, <laughs> Jay Uso, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, and then that was, and then, you know, Rumble appearances where he... All right, so what you did was prove my point that there's plenty left. I mean, the two big names of, like, new people that he wrestled are Seth and Roman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank Daniel Bryan was pretty cool, too. Um, but, you know, looking at, I mean, the rest of the roster, it, yeah, AJ, Kevin, I mean, one of those are probably his WrestleMania match. Yeah, it really uh, has to be. You thinking? You thinking? You put Edge in a world title match at WrestleMania? Mm. Kevin Owens wins the world title. Well, if Kevin Owens wins the world title, you could, but I don't know if they do that again. I I think AJ is definitely very possible because well, I don't know that's about a match that. he wants. I don't know about that because AJ is apparently a babyface now. Versus a face edge. I mean, if you wanted to turn edge heel, no one would get upset. That's when edge is at his best. And um, we saw that last year, actually, in the Daniel Bryan thing. Like, he was really, he was much more interesting as a heel doing his, you know, uh, Shakespearean monologues. That might be true. But he's going to be facing the Miz here tonight. Like I said, I'm I'm looking at more as the tune-up return match. That's fair. Uh, for WrestleMania, season. that's how I'm looking at it. I I'm expecting the Miz to win. We're gonna have a little feud before we get oh, to the Royal please, Rumble. God, no, please stop. We, stop. No, 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 no. Hear me out. This I match, don't. 
this match is going to end with the Miz winning. Maurice is going to get involved. And then while Maurice is getting involved, someone's going to make the save after the match or during. And it's going to be Beth Phoenix. And the Royal Rumble match will be Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Miz and Maurice. I hate how right you probably are. I'm just going to pick Edge for the sake of I want it to end. But you're probably right. Drew McIntyre will be facing Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> I don't know where Baron Corbin is. I guess he's just kicking it. Uh, but Drew McIntyre will be facing Mad Cat Moss. Who's who? Who's uh? Who's Baron Corbin? Sorry. I only know of Happy Corbin. <laughs> oh yeah, he's currently Happy, I... Happy Corbin makes me very depressed. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I, my favorite thing that they've done to Baron Corbin is realize that Baron was a title and they're like, well, we can change him to king. And then what happens when he loses his crown? Well, he'll be sad. So he'll be sad, sad Corbin. Sad like, Corbin's peak Corbin besides a little wolf Corbin. Uh, sad Corbin is the funniest thing to me. I think that was just sad. Like, uh, there's something Drew McIntyre that... wins. LOL. Move on. <laughs> I'm going to say I got 10 more minutes of t- dialogue here. No, 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 you don't. No, I don't. I do. We gotta get to the kingdom. <laughs> no, kingdom. not Matt Taven. I was about to say, you're talking Matt Taven, Mike Bennett. Um, they're gonna run in SmackDown tag team title match. It's gonna be the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, uh, defending against King Woods and Kofi Kingston. The kingdom. Must I say that this is going to, <laughs> as the kids say, slap. Yeah, I. This is one of those match, the pay per view selling matches, right? Yeah. Where it's just, whoo, that's a pretty good match. They've been it's doing juicy. a lot of, you know, the the concern I have is uh, the the in match storytelling of dialogue and all that stuff. I don't want to hear any of that. I just want to see straight up tag team action. These four guys are really good. They've had an amazing feud in the past. Um, I think they could have a really good match here. I'm just... I just remembered another show we have to talk about. What's that? New Year's Evil. Ah, uh, well, looks like we won't be. We're able... just looks we'll like just we won't bunch be able... it. We we haven't even talked about Wrestle Kingdom. We were an hour. No, hard Hard to Kill's dead. We're not talking about. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about. It. It's dead. Goodbye. We're not. We're not talking about Moose. Okay, gone. We'll talk about uh, NXT for like two seconds because I think there's only like two matches. Uh, oh, and Walter's back. So that's, yeah, we're talking about maybe Walter. Maybe we'll preview the shows when we uh, do the Sunday show. If we have the time. Yeah, we'll see when we get there. <laughs> that sounds like you're going to do everything in your power to elongate the episode. <laughs> Listen, listen, the, we, the people are missing us. The people are missing us. The, the streets are missing thank us. Thank you, sir. Thank the you. The streets are missing our... The banter. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something bad. Saying something that we referenced before the show? Oh, no, no. Be worse. <laughs> uh, I think this would be a good match. Raw tag team title match. RK, Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle taking on the team of the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins, and Montez Ford. This could be a good match as well. Uh, could be. Could be. Uh, potential Montez Ford frog splash into an RKO. Anyway. Whoo, baby. I'm, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. That that would be a super RKO. Because he gets up there. 
is Randy Orton turning on Riddle? Uh, they teased eventually. it. Eventually. They, they That's did a, probably they did the WrestleMania match. They did a joke tease. That, it's got to be the WrestleMania match. Yeah, it is an easy WrestleMania match, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like at this point, Riddle has to turn on Orton. That's what I'm hoping. I feel like that's just got to be... That's just A little swervsky. Well, he's they got cut. Raw women's <laughs> title match. Becky Lynch <laughs> defending her title. COVID allowing against Liv Morgan. Becky Lynch. Uh, could this be Liv Morgan's victory? Will Liv Morgan be the star that everyone claims she is? Or will Becky Lynch beat another upcoming star in 10 seconds? <laughs> I say a little swerve And he goes, well, he got cut. Oh, brutal. I think Liv Morgan should win. Uh, I think Liv Morgan should win. I think it's her time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the pause. The pause. <laughs> you you it, putting uh... together what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just fun. It's like, yeah, they're fucking released. <laughs> <laughs> You know what happened? They went down hit row and they got fucking released. Oh my god. I don't uh, want nothing to do with the man anymore. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Scott. Uh, I'm still friends with Top Dollar, but you know, professionally we're done. <laughs> I want nothing to do with the man. Oh. Okay, Liv Morgan. Yeah, I think she should win. I think she should have her moment. It's a moment they're very heavily trying to build towards. And if they have her lose, it's another situation where WWE fails their own women's division, and it wouldn't be shocking if they did that because four horse women win, LOL. Uh, but I think Becky has really built it to the point where Liv should win. Um, of course, if this match happens, but I think it should. I think, I think Liv Morgan should win, even if she has the title for a month. Just get the moment out of the way, and then you can build to, you know, probably Becky versus Bianca again or something. Because I honestly don't think Liv Morgan holds the title till WrestleMania if she wins. I'm gonna do what I always do when I'm previewing WWE uh, pay per views uh, and, and say you don't care. But no, I'm oh. gonna say I'm gonna look towards the future because that's certainly cemented at this point. Uh, seeing that it's January 1st. We're going to cement our storylines to get us ready for WrestleMania. I think Becky Lynch is going to retain um, so that uh, and if she wins, then maybe they'll do a repeat match at Royal Rumble and give Liv Morgan a cup of tea with the title and have Becky Lynch win the title back. But I think at the end of Royal Rumble, Becky Lynch is still going to have the title. That's fair. And then and then Bailey returns. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. I had that ready to go. Bailey returns to the Royal Rumble and she challenges Becky Lynch. I would be an emotional mess because I miss Bailey so much. Bailey was the best part of WWE all of 2020. Don't at me. Uh, Bailey is great. 
and I miss Bailey, and I now hope she wins the Royal Rumble. Thanks, Ryan. That should be the WrestleMania match, though. Yeah, and I, Not, and I even think, though I just said four horse woman, lol. Well, I, I agree. That's why I'm thinking that. Is I think in the WrestleMania match can easily be Bailey versus Becky Lynch. Assuming I'm assuming that Bailey uh, is uh, cleared to go. Yeah, that's gonna um, be both WrestleMania matches. It's gonna be Charlotte and Sasha, and then Bailey versus Becky makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Um, there's also a possibility that Becky Lynch can't make this match, in which case Liv Morgan will have to face somebody and maybe she'll face like I don't know, like Flair because she doesn't have a match here. Or like maybe Bianca Blair comes out, kind of like the SummerSlam spot, and gets her heat back and destroys Liv Morgan in the process. I don't know. Um, Jesus, you just, you just made Bianca heal in like 0.5 seconds. Oh, and then, and then you can do Bianca versus Liv and then that can be like a number one contender thing or something. I don't know. Anyways, for at Royal Rumble. Uh, Just admit it. You don't care. WWE title match, fatal four-way. <laughs> Big E defending his title against three other men. Bobby Lashley, who defeated all three of these men in one night. Kevin Owens, Old. who has just signed a new contract worth two to three million dollars. And Seth Rollins. A year. Per year, by the way. Per year. That out. Per year. And Seth Rollins, who may or may not make this pay-per-view. This match is going to be really really great like i i have a lot of confidence because wwe does a lot of things bad they do a lot of things bad no but they do fatal four ways and triple threats on pay-per-views incredibly well and i think that's not credit to them i think that's credit to the wrestlers that are in these matches and i would say all four of them really good i think you have you know potential crazy power spots with Bobby and Big E. You have Kevin probably doing something nuts. You have Seth who plays the really good heel wrestler. I mean, his hair, his character can be fucking annoying, but he's really good at the heel stuff in the actual matches. Uh, I, I don't see how this match is bad. I really don't. Unless like Bobby wins, LOL. Like they just haven't actually, no, that'd be sick. If he just speared all three of them at once, that'd be actually awesome. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be really fun. But who wins? I I don't think it's gonna be Bobby because I don't he, think it's gonna be Big E. I don't think it's Big E. I am going to go with I'm I am in the Kevin Owens camp. I think Kevin Owens is gonna win this title. I don't think it's Bobby Lashley because he's beaten all three of these guys in one night. Yeah. So uh we have to 50-50 that nonsense. They're also baby facing him. Mm-hmm. They're also baby facing him. Kevin Owens is heel, so you can eventually have the world title match at WrestleMania be Bobby Lashley versus Owens. That's something. I would say no. Seth Rollins. Again, there's a He's my pick, actually. He, there's a potential. If he if he's not there, then Owens. If he's there, yeah. I still think Owens, but who knows? I want Owens to win. That is my preference. Yeah. I think but I, I think, think now wins. is the the best time to have Owens win the title. Mm-hmm. And then go into WrestleMania with the title. He deserves that spot. He's he's done. If you're giving you know, the man gets, a, if you're giving the man two to three million dollars a year contract, throw in a title his way. I mean, why why not? Yeah, we get. I mean, we get to say a lot of shit about the way WWE treats most of their workers and most of NXT call ups. Kevin Owens remains that that one. Yeah. That not only was a great call up, but the dude beat John Cena night one of his first match ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been, a ch- he hasn't been a champion in a long time, but his first couple of years, he almost always had a title. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's time we get a title back on him because that's when he's at his best. I agree. I agree. And if you're that being to- said, I pick Seth Rollins to win. <laughs> the drip, baby. Anyways, this also whoever wrote cage match here also just wrote WWE title. The universal title match here is going to be Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. The rumor mill uh, the reports are saying that this is a match that is meant to set up the eventual WrestleMania match. Uh, uh, don't or, we all love that? Or at least the start, the first match of whatever series. What the frick was Crown Jewel? <laughs> Who? Yeah, clearly. Uh, I, I read that they were doing their best to make sure Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman make it to the show. Like, that was their number one goal, which I'm not shocked that they, they that's who they cared about most. But it's interesting. You know, Roman fired Paul, um, and Brock is Brock. Uh, I mean, if they let them wrestle, it can be a really fun physical match. Mm-hmm. But when you say this is all with intentions of setting up a rematch, I'm instantly like, okay, so what's the bullshit? Yeah. What's what's the bullshit that's happening? Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find it on. Uh, on- Are they going to just do a double turn? Because that would be absurd. Well, I think the turning aspect is hinging on on uh, Paul E. Dangerously. Exactly, Rice. I think I think we're the turning aspect is on him because either you got Paul Heyman stays with Roman and Roman wins, right? Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman chooses Brock and Brock wins. <sighs> or like either Roman's retaining and then they're going to have to figure out a way to continue the story for another couple of months for three, four months until WrestleMania, in which case Brock would eventually win the title supposedly there. At some point, Brock is winning the t- Brock is either winning the title tonight or he's winning at WrestleMania. Oh, they're so stupid. Because well, no, but think about it. Either Brock is winning the title tonight, and then Roman. No, can, I believe you. Roman can win the title at uh, WrestleMania. I just think how stupid it is that you you know you make this title reign with Roman Reigns. Yeah, that is unbeatable, unstoppable. And you're going to give the win to a part-timer. That's WWE at its finest. But, like, I understand there's not many options to give a big win to. Well, it's not many options because they shot themselves in the foot. Drew would be a fine choice. You could give him that moment that he didn't get, you know, in front of the crowd. And I think he somehow, some way, people are reacting to him again, uh, which is shocking he has done nothing uh but i feel like drew would have been a fine one if you wanted to heat him up again um i mean they they've shot themselves in the foot so i honestly brock does make sense to beat him at this point they, i can't be like well you know you can make a big star on a ricochet no you can't like that's not happening in three months you have to build up someone that can defeat roman reigns yeah they, the only they, other person they could pick realistically is drew mcintyre yep you know you're not you're not going to be able to build up, I don't know, Zane. You're not going to be able to build up Ricochet. You're not going to be able to build up Sheamus. 
you know, you got to be, unless you're doing a super long title reign with Roman. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to do anything unless you want to do like a cool Royal Rumble victory against Roman. But I don't suspect that's going to happen. I think that sweet, sweet. Sorry. That's also true. Roman can win here and then it might be Brock winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, That's what I still think is happening. I think that he's going to win the Rumble. Yeah. But I think it also all hinges on Pauly dangerously. A, All right, let's move on for day one. I'm done talking about WWE. This has been a long time. Like I think almost our entire pod, podcast has been WWE because we had Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We had down since day one ish. <laughs> we had like you we, had, we have a Swervsky. <laughs> that was so funny. Let's so move on bad. to Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome, Tuesday, January fourth. To close out our show here today, we got a bunch of whoops, whoops, whoopsie, whoops. And fifth. I opened, I did something accidentally on the stream. My fault. And eighth. And yeah, <laughs> we got three nights of Wrestle Kingdom nonsense. Uh, Brian, before we start the cards, sure. I want to ask you. Sure. Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. For many fans that enjoy professional wrestling more than just, you know, WWE. Of course. This is, this is like the big. This is the big event. This is this is that WrestleMania of sorts. Mm-hmm. What is your excitement level going into the show? My vibe check. Vibe check. Because I think they have better cards this year than they did last year overall. I think my vibe check is like a six. Interesting. I, I think there's some stuff in here and I'm excited for it and everything. But it's not like it's must see in the sense of I want to watch it to keep up, and also it's Tokyo Dome and it's Wrestle Kingdom, like the name value, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But New Japan has been so for Cold. the past year or two mm-hmm. years, really, that it's just it's it's hard to get excited. There are things on here that I'm excited about. So if you're excited about this card, maybe. Get me, get me excited. Let's, oh, let's okay. get I'll be the ultimate hype man coming through. Get us through. Get us into the show. The hype man is here. Wrestle, me, Wrestle Kingdom Tokyo Dome, January 4th. We're starting off opening match. The New Japan Rambo. Final four. I can't, I can't hype this up. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the Rambo. I think the Rambo is kind of fun. I don't necessarily like how they're doing the new thing about final four to advance to KOPW yeah. four way. Uh, of course, your KOPW two years in a row was Toriano. Uh, KOPW can die as, as far as I That's stupid. I, I hate it. It is literally just it. a way to give Yano a bunch of different ways to do comedy by do, making having gimmick matches. That's all that is. All I do is. know him and Kanemaru like excessively drank their last match. So. Yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know who's going to be in it. I would love if Yano is not in it. I would love if Yano's number one and has to make his way all the way to the Rambo. That would be that'd be fun. I don't know. That'd be cool. Who cares? That'd be a good idea. Uh, first match, special single match, Yo versus Show. Listen, I'm hyped for Show Your versus Yo. Other people might not be. I don't really care. Uh, they're very. There's a cat joining us. He, I just heard like a, and felt a bunch of oh, stuff. I, th- in my I was bag. ready for a big time leap coming. That's what I was waiting for us. And we didn't get the leap. Anyways, yo versus show show versus yo. 
Rapongi 3K coming at you. Uh, I think I think the story here is that whoever wins has a great shot of winning the junior heavyweight title first. I think that's very, very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think the story that they've been telling is that you know, show is starting to realize that yo actually doesn't need him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see, you know, some desperation in this match. We're going to see probably some house of torture heat. But oh, if they can definitely going to see heat, if they can keep that down to, to a minimum, a, a, a minimum, it can be a great match because show and yo are very good. Um, I'm 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 a big supporter of the man they call Yo. Uh, I would support Show a little more if if uh, he didn't try to ruin that uh, best of the Super Junior Finals match, but I'm still mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, I think this would be a good opener to uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I agree. I I think I think it's a solid opener. Uh, I am. Is that wobble? No, no, you're good. I think it's my microphone. My, my this microphone. Yeah. I need uh, a new headset. Oh my God. I think you need to fix your camera so you don't pay attention to what's about to happen because now I'm getting excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, I'm terrified. Uh, I think Gillen shows gonna be good. I am very excited to see what the two of them can do together in mm-hmm. terms of one on you know against each other. I don't recall a time that they that we've seen that. Well, they before. did in the best of the super juniors. Yes, you're right. They did, and they also did at Russell Grand Slam. That is correct. That is correct. But I'm excited to see, nonetheless, what uh, I just like show a lot. And they're at one and one. And they're at one and one. Let's break it off, so, baby. So I I think this will be their best because of that Tokyo Dome flare on it. Let's do some uh, quick thoughts, quick pithy thoughts real quick. Second Couldn't match. give a shit less. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky Romero, Taguchi, and Tanahashi taking on El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, and Kenta. Bullet Club. Okay. Third match. Bushi, Sonata, and Naito taking on Will Ospreay returning. Great Okan and also Jeff Cobb, who's returning. I feel United Empire should probably win. I agree. Uh, seeing that they have the guy that is contending for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship the night after. Contending? He's is the re- Bushi's in it? He's the real world's champion. How is he contending for the title he has? Oh, shut it. Do you have Bushi's in this? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah, there you go. Who is Bushi getting the pin? Bushi's getting hidden bladed to fucking the second deck. <laughs> Very interesting match. Here we go. Here's here's, here's that's here's, actually gonna be a good trios match, though. Sorry. Yeah, probably will be. Let's start getting into the meat of the conversation. Fourth meat. match, thirty minute li- limit, special singles match. It's gonna be a I forget what the term is, but it's basically a pure, catch wrestling. Catch rules. wrestling. I'm calling it a pure rules match because, that's of, who, what because of who I want. Um, but it's not. He's not gonna be there. Uh, it's gonna be Katsuri Shibata making his official. I don't want to say official return because if it's not a uh, if it's still catch wrestling and not a actual match yet, then then I don't. It's especially... pure rules. Good point. 
Shibata against X. We do not know at this time what his opponent is going to be. Um, I'm thinking Abush, but mm. uh, there's still that Abush. apparently still seems up in the air. But you never know. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's Abush, or do you think it's going to be someone else like a Suzuki or someone else entirely, some sort of American? It should just maybe? be. It, it's simple. It's very simple. If Abushi can't do it, you put Suzuki in there. Because those are two matches that no one's going to complain about. They'll both be really entertaining. Uh, they could both be great, depending on how much they actually. I mean, no strikes is fun. They could have done chops. Like they could have done chops. Yeah. They didn't have like they don't have to punch each other in the head, but they could have done chops. And I think I wouldn't be shocked if you saw someone toss a chop. Uh, but, but uh, I, I'm excited. Like you know, I know it's not full return because there's no strikes but pure rules is better than no nothing the no rules are you gonna say yeah i almost said that i was like oh that's an actual match um and it's not five minutes you know it's not getting stranglehold held like we're not in this situation where like oh well it's gonna end in two seconds no they can go as long as they want Mm -hmm. i don't know how long probably like 10 minutes or so but ibushi would be great yeah, be weird to see him not kick anyone, <laughs> but uh, but we know he he can do that sort of style. Yeah. I am rooting for Suzuki as well. I think that would be really good too. I think worst case scenario, it's a young lion of some kind. Like, oh, uh, they could bring in Ren Narita. Ooh, be, or actually, no, they can't. He's fighting Josh Barnett on like the New Beginning show. And what if it's the what, US. what about Carl Fredericks? Please don't. Yeah, but he's a guy that <laughs> was supposed to come over here two years ago and start his quote-unquote push. Uh, so maybe you bring in Carl Fredericks and then... But, uh, but, but Shibata versus Ren Narita would be cooler. Yeah, I know. Fifth match, never championship match. Tomohiro Ishii defending his title for the first time against... Evil. House of Torture, baby. <laughs> It looks so strange. <clears throat> is that is that your pick for the win? Is is evil? Uh, that was uh, no. <laughs> I, I could hear like the sadness when you got to this match because I was talking to someone about it. And I was like, you know, if if evil wrestled the way he can, mm-hmm. this would be a wonderful yeah. big meaty men slapping meats type of affair. But that ain't happening. <laughs> That's not happening. No. Uh, we're going to, you know, you're going to get the house of torture bullshit. Um, and we're going to get very little of big meaty men slapping meats. And that's that's a shame. Uh, I think Ish, this is Ishii's first defense. First defense. First ever Wrestle Kingdom singles match. Apparently. No way. Apparently. That's what that's no way. That's what the streets told me. I can look into it. Does, no. No, I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Uh the match, you know, it, it still can be good with the house of torture bullshit if as long as they again they keep it to a very, 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 very <laughs> Very a lot of limited amount, but that's not gonna happen. Uh, and that's fine, I guess. I'll get over it. 
because I don't mind the House of Torture stuff as much as other people. Um, oh my God, it is yeah. his first singles. Wait, no, it's not. What? He wrestled Togi Makabe at Wrestle Kingdom 9 for the Never Open Weight, and then he wrestled Sh- Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom 10 for the Never Open Weight. Did the internet lie to me? Is that what you're saying? And he also wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Kingdom 13 for the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight title. That's true. The internet lied to me. Yeah, they, they straight up lied to you, man. Damn. But it is sad that Ishii's match last year, all he did was he was in the Rambo. Yeah. That's all he did. That's kind of sad. And I'm not even that big of an Ishii fan. That's really sad. Uh, yeah, Ishii wins because he should. Do you want a quick Meltzer star rating discussion? Oh, on this one? No, no, no. Ready? Ready? Star- Meltzer's rated star ratings have come in. Uh, Nakano versus Saya Kamatani. Four and a quarter. Shuri versus Utami. Four and a half. Interesting. I believe he gave I believe he gave the last one five. Five and a half. Five and a half. So we went a whole star down. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> people get people giving me gruff that uh oh yeah, you the how do you know the second Utami Shuri match is gonna be a match of the year contender? Why are you voting so early and doing nominations? Looks it turns out the match wasn't as good as the first one. Ha ha. I'm in the clear, folks. Anyways. IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Uh, it's going to be the champions, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, defending their titles against the World Tag League winners, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Listen, this is when the car gets juicy. This is when the car gets juicy, Ryan. This is when we get excited. This is when, this the, is card, when... This is when the card puts on a pair of sweatpants that have the words juicy on the bottom. Yeah, they get juicy and they start dancing a little bit and they start getting amped. They start getting they start vibing. No they start getting in their mood. They now. get they get in the swing of things. This this is the match that starts it all. Dangerous Techers, great tag team. Yoshi, Hashi, and Hiroki Goto, great tag team. Let's hear one for the boys. Goto and Yoshi Hashi picking up that dub. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I don't because think... what else are we supposed to do with the tag division besides <laughs> change the titles off of dangerous techers just to give them back in a couple months? Yeah, you hate how right I am. You hate how right I am. I don't think they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be oh, you're just but it is it's world the tag boys. league and world tag league winners typically win. Uh yeah, let's do let's uh, let's have Yoshihashi and Goto win just so that there is more there are more tag teams. Let's give Big Yosh that big moment. Big yeah. Yosh. Yeah, second title. He's got two titles ever. He deserves this. Yeah, he, he did, deserves this yeah. moment. He's good, had a great he run. had a great year. Good run. Not breakout star worthy, but good year. No, not breakout, but good year. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado defending his title against the Best of Super Juniors winner, Hiromu Takahashi. Well, you want to talk about Juicy? <laughs> These two have said we are determined to have the best match at Wrestle Kingdom. Will they? Probably not. But will they come close? I think so. I think so. I think their chemistry is just as good as anyone that has a match on this card. Mm-hmm. Maybe better than anyone. 
Yeah. Well, uh, it depends uh, what happens on night two. It depends who wins the main event of this show. Then, you know, because if it's Shingo and Will Ospreay, I can't, I can't lie uh, because they do come some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a great heavyweight match and they have a great junior heavyweight match. So, but. The, the challenge with this match is that Desperado and Hiromu have already had such amazing matches. So their yes. bar is incredibly high. And they have to figure out of enough difference differences to put on a great match. Um, would I have liked to have maybe this be Hiromu versus Eagles? Maybe. Would I, have I wouldn't have if you're asking. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying I just like that idea in terms of variety. This I think this match is still going to be really, really great. Um, it's just a matter of can they come up with enough differences to be different man i want dragon lee matches. back in new japan that's me what too I, that's what i want i miss just, him why not we we'll just have a move to japan why not just have force a guy to move to japan why not i couldn't do that to him but you know what i could do is i could get amped for this match because it's going to be great Roma's winning by the way because duh uh they they've the title's been off of him long enough they probably have had enough um yeah, yeah, give it to Hiromu. Then you have that story with Sho because he attacked him too. Yeah. That could be a match down the line. Um, yeah. That would make sense. I think that would make sense. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Shingo Takagi defending his title against Kazuchika Okada. Obviously, this is implications for the second night of Wrestle Kingdom where the winner of this match will take on Will Ospreay and the winner of that match will be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion confirmed. So, will Shingo de- retain his title or will the G1 Climax Champion Kazuchika Okada win? For a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people, Wrestle Kingdom main events usually give them their match of the year or one of their matches of the year I know for Ryan, it gave him last year his match of the year. Uh, night two, by the way. Uh, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. Spoilers. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm definitely not wrong. Uh, but this has that shot. It, it has that shot. Do we get rainmaker version of okada that has been teased that we saw in the g1 a little bit um his match with jeff cobb was very really good his match with Tan- i mean of course his match with tanahashi was good i mean it wasn't going to be bad uh, i'm probably forgetting another match maybe he had the weaker block so uh it's been saved for this match with shingo and i think we i think their wrestle Dominion? Was it Dominion that they fought? Who? Shingo and Okada? Yeah. I believe so. Is that when Shingo won the title? Yeah. Yeah. So that show was that match was good but it wasn't as great as I think a lot of us know it can be. Yeah. You know, if Okada's Okada, which by all accounts he is again, I think it's going to be great and I think Okada's winning. I think they want Okada back on top. I don't blame them because after the couple of years they've had and you want to get new Japan booming again, no offense to Shingo, mm-hmm. no offense to Osprey, but it's Okada. It's, it's always going to be Okada that helps that boom. He is your ace. 
um, like, you know, current ace. You know, we know Hiroshi Tanahashi's the ace, yada, yada, yada. But it makes sense to me to give the title to Okada because that makes every match he does with the title must-see for a lot of people. I... I want Shingo to win. You don't want Shingo to win. I do want Shingo to win. Oh, okay. That's fair. No, I would love Shingo to win. (laughs) I would love, I would prefer Shingo to win. Now, I get the sentiment that Okada is the guy that is the former boom guy um, that uh, (laughs) makes sense to put the title on him and everything, right? And and this is, to be fair, this is also a, a, a devil's argument thing whatever it's called um <laughs> okada there is no evidence that a okada being champion will be another boom for new japan there's no. there's no evidence suggesting that and i would argue that the the reason that we're in the situation now is that because it's covid and they're not having clap and they have clap crowds on this stuff um there's no evidence suggesting that that new japan will be fixed with okada champion I think New Japan, if COVID wasn't happening, New Japan would have had Abushi as champion. Shingo as well, I don't know if Shingo would have been they champion. They did have Abushi as champion. But they would have had Osprey as champion, you know, and they would have had good reigns and all this stuff. I don't necessarily know if Shingo would have been champion. Uh it would just not have. because of all the Osprey stuff. Um so I don't there's no real evidence suggesting that Okada's the fix. What and what I but and I'm I, just trying to get in the mind of Gato. I'm trying to get in the mind of Jado. Um, <laughs> and nobody's getting in the mind of Togo. Tr- <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to get in the mind of Togo. Um, I, I I just don't like that there's the doing Shingo dirty element of having him lose the title here. I think it looks real nice for Shingo to get this big win over Kata and then go on face Osprey and whether or not he wins, that's fine. Um, because it could be the Rainmaker element, but I think, you know, this is not the Rainmaker from old. This is the new Rainmaker. He's older. He's maybe wiser, but he is also more injured. And Shingo and Osprey are young, young dog dogs. Hold on. Young dogs. Not anything else. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Yeah. Okada is younger than Shingo. (laughs) How long have they been wrestling? Hold on, let me move this around. Shingo's like 40. Okada's okay. 34. Uh, Okada is uh, 34 years old, and he has been wrestling for 17 years. Okay, that's actually a really long time. And then Shingo, uh, Shingo, <laughs> Shingo, Shingo, Shingo Takagi uh, is 39. Okay, five years older. Okay, that's not great for my argument. And he's been wrestling for 17 years, so they're about the same. Uh Anyway, scratch that. Cut 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 that. Anyways, I just don't like the doing Shingo dirty element here of like he's being the 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 cuck of this 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 situation where he's going to be the odd man out. The cuck dragon. I just I just don't really like it. I'd rather have him beating Okada to have that different argument's sake. Um, yes, I think Okada has a really good shot of winning this match. It's just, um, do we need Okada? Is he going to fix everything? I don't, I don't know. 
it, it's gonna it, it'll, it'll be really shitty for Shingo if he loses it'll be really shitty for him because yeah. like okada loses it's like well, whatever it's fine he won the g1 he's okada he'll always be important yeah. shingle loses he goes back to never open weight division like that's that's truthfully how i feel about that and you know the commonwealth cuck pin uh who knows? Maybe they want to put the title back. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll put the title back on. Him. I, I think I think you gotta have the title in the in yeah. In but but they put the title on him once. They had no problem doing that. They put it on him once. True. Uh in COVID, you know, out of nowhere, they just ended Abushi's reign instantly. So I guess we really never know. Uh do who do I want to win? these two nights i want shingo to win who i think will win i think okada will win that's fair moving on to night two of wrestle kingdom january 5th of course still taking place in the tokyo dome first match of the night is going to be 60 minute time limit iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championship three-way match champions tiger mask and robbie eagles defending their titles against rocky romero and rusuke taguchi and also the team of el Fantasmo and taiji ishimori Bullet Club. Four, 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 four. I like how Taiji Shimori came to America and had one match in GCW. I just think that's very funny to me. Is that get a match on Strong too? Who? He fought Leo Rush. Where? What? What promotion? Um. Yeah, no. Um, thoughts? Thought any any thoughts? I don't really care about this match, yeah, at all. Um, I think the uh, Bullet Club team wins because didn't Taguchi also come to stays. America and only wrestle one strong? Yeah, I have no idea what he did. <laughs> Probably up. did some training sessions, mostly honestly, with the the dojo. Probably. You tell me we couldn't have Taguchi versus Effie for some reason. I think that'd be a great match. Moving on. I don't know why. It's part of me that's like, I think that would actually be a pretty good match. Come on, Ryan. Get to the important match. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The KOPW. No, no, no. I skipped the match. Uh, Stardom special match. Starlight Kid and Mayu Iwatani. Uh-oh, that's awkward. Uh, versus Saya Kamatani <laughs> and Tam Nakano. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, there's respect there, I guess. Um, special Stardom match here. It's Do you know really how nice. this match was made? Um uh bookers no they picked sticks in the middle of the ring to see who would be involved i love it and do you know who the one person that got left out was uh fuki and death shuri <laughs> that's do you know how upset they probably were <laughs> i mean they must have gimmicked it right it's wrestling we must have gimmicked it. i mean they literally just picked sticks in the middle of the ring and she picked the wrong one now she probably knew which one to pick but it's very weird keeping the world of Stardom Champion off the show in a major showcase match, but it's okay. Uh, yes, I can confirm. Taguchi came to America for strong, wrestled two matches, and then came back to Japan. So he did a lot of dojo stuff. Got yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any real like big preview here. Uh, yeah, there is. Sayakaro Tani hitting that Phoenix Splash in the Tokyo Dome. Boy... That's the, the that's only exactly way. The only way we're gonna get a Phoenix splash in the Tokyo Dome, um, probably. Wow. 
Um, Harsh. I mean, he should definitely should not do it if that is his first match back. No, no, no. He, I don't think they're going to allow that in a catch wrestling match. Especially see, he wrecked himself mm-hmm. on it last time. Do you have any idea who could win this? Sayakama Matani, Phoenix Splash. I'm not like I'm not slightly kidding. That's there probably what's going to happen. Third match, KOPW four way match. Uh, I think Toriyano would be in here. Let's say Chase Owens. Let's say Kota Ibushi. <sighs> Let's say Suzuki. What? Why not? Why not? No. Right, they're not going to be in the Do you Rambo. Think, okay, I'm going to ask this question. Do you think there is going to be any, quote unquote, good, former good wrestlers? Oh. <laughs> any, quote unquote, former Ring of Honor wrestlers in the Rando slash in this match? No. Really? I think there'll be one or two. Oh, I think, that's I think good. Um, Eli Isom, <laughs> EC3, Adam Shear. <laughs> Shut up! That's so bad. Do you think? Do you think any former WWE people show up in the Rando? No. Not not even Adam Shear, the Titan. Please stop with Adam Shear. No, I don't. I don't. He showed up at Ring of Honor. He can now show up anywhere. Great. Awesome. A little Uh, little Swerfsky. Never six man uh, tag team match. What, What? Yeah, you had something. Toriano, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Park, uh, Chase, what the fuck's his name? Chase Owens? Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. How do we make it worse? How do we make it worse? Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, Gato. <laughs> T- Togo. Dick Togo. I was trying to make the matches bad. Hey, Dick Togo's nice. Never six man tag team championship match. The champions show Yujiro Takahashi and Evil. Uh, defending their titles against Yo, Yoshihashi, and Goto. I like the team of Yo, Goto, and Yoshihashi. <laughs> I said Yo twice. What I don't like about two night Wrestle Kingdoms is, is that two night Wrestle Kingdom. Me too. It, I just don't like the idea of like, like this match could be like the IWD, IWGP Tag Team Champions versus some guys in a never open weight champion all battling for the never six man tag. It's just like, I don't want to see all these guys wrestle even more necessarily. Yeah. That's why that's well, there's some people I'm okay with wrestling, seeing wrestle twice. Fair, but yeah, it's the people yeah. that I don't want to see wrestle multiple times <laughs> that are wrestling multiple times. Yeah. I, I don't care who wins house of torture. Yeah. I think house of, it's the first defense. Just have house of torture win. Uh, and especially if yo is going to win the first match, uh, then maybe like show can, do something and well here or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, special singles match: Sonata versus Great Okan. Hmm. What a random match. Yeah, pretty random match here. Uh, Sonata. Special singles match: Naito versus Cobb. Now this is juicy. Okay, this is this is a, this is gonna be good because Naito, great. Cobb. Great. Great. I think Thank you. 2021 was a great year for Jeff Cobb. I think Cobb should win because that makes him the number one contender for the IWGP world title in my head because he's got shit with all three. Yeah. You know, rematch from last year's uh, never open weight kingdom match between him and Shingo. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, another rematch with Okada makes sense. And then, oh, well, Osprey wins. So, hmm. Interesting. And I think Jeff Cobb deserves the win here. I think he's had such a great year, and you know Naito won't be hurt by a loss. 
Yeah, I think one of these four guys, Sonata, Okan, Cobb, and Naito, are oh, sort of... Uh, you know what? Great Okan wins, and then Sonata beats him in New Japan Cup. Yeah. That's my that's that's my switch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think I think uh, Sonata wins the other match, Cobb wins this match, and so we get sort of that 50-50 nonsense, but also I think Cobb should get the win. Uh, I think I like ridiculous. I now that the, like, the IC title is gone. I don't think Naito is getting the world title again. I, I maybe he can challenge for the U.S. title, um, but well, I guess we'll see. I I still don't know what the U.S. title is. It does not gotten the prestige of a mid card title yet, despite being owned by Tanahashi and this time around Kenta, who is defending it against Tanahashi in a no disqualification match in your next match on the card. What a weird match. <laughs> like no DQ, Tana. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I think. I mean, both of them are willing to go to the U.S. like for strong tapings. You know, we know Kenta lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Has is Tanahashi hasn't gone for the U.S. for strong tapings? Well, he went for uh, to get the title. Remember that? Um, he beat Lance Archer. I don't remember the show, but he beat Lance Archer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At a resurgence. Yes, yes. So he went there. He just didn't do tapings. Yeah. Um, so, like, clearly he's willing because he said he wanted to go back. But I think Kenta wins here. I, I don't know why you would keep flip-flopping this title. You, you've you had four champions in, like, five months. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think if you're going to have give prestige, you got to have someone have a long title reign or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Moxley doesn't count. No, it does, barely does. Unless they want to do Moxley versus Tanahashi finally, which we don't know when Moxley's coming back, but I suspect soon. I suspect, suspect it soon, actually. The streets, yeah. the streets have told me such that the streets haven't told me anything. This is not taking this, it to the streets. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a segment we like to call taking it to the streets. Um, basically. Just there's the the suspicion is that this is all this is all an insane superstition. The suspicion is that uh, Brett Lauderdale doesn't want to strip Moxley of the GCW title uh, and uh, some other stuff that he said. So the suspicion is that he might show up at Hammerstein, and if he shows up at Hammerstein, supposedly he'll be at AEW first. Uh, you would think so, yeah. You would think John Moxley's grand return would be at AEW and not GCW. Yeah, I think so too. Because if it was the other way around, I'd have a real freaking problem, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Which would mean that maybe the next challenger for this U.S. heavyweight title match can be Jonathan Mox. Jonathan Mox. <laughs> okay. Who knows? Um. Last match, get to the main. <laughs> IWGP World Heavyweight Title match: Will Ospreay versus either Okada versus Shingo. I'm saying Shingo. You're saying Okada. Who do you think is going to walk away with the World Heavyweight Title? Okada. I think I Okada. Think, I think Shingo. I think we. No matter what, we believe Will Ospreay is losing this title. Yes. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a title, even if he wants to carry one around. Uh Will Ospreay is so interesting. And you know what? This is a good time to get sad together real quick. Remember Jay White? Remember remember Jay White? I remember Jay White. I miss Jay White. Uh, I was listening to his 
interview yeah we're not talking about the main event because it's not whatever i don't care uh gonna be a great match either way what i do care about is that jy was talking to chris van vliet um who's great great interviewer um they were doing a sit down and he was talking about you know his career and how you know wrestling's kind of just the job now it's not as much of which is fair i mean that's how he pays bills and whatnot sure. and he was talking about how he wants to make strong as good as new japan traditional and when he said that i said to myself he's not coming back anytime soon no and uh, this is a guy that last year on this day too he was the one waiting and he got Cody Ibushi and he had that fantastic main event with Kota Ibushi. It, it, you know, I rewatched it over the past couple weeks and it's so good because of the way they just, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And now the year that was supposed to be the year of Jay White gone, that's behind us. And we're at, here at Wrestle Kingdom one year later. He's not on the card. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea when he'll go back to Japan, if he'll ever go back to Japan. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty sad. I mean, I think Will Ospreay is going to stay consistently there. He's now the certified top uh, top Gaijin, and, you know, it is what it is. But it's just sad. Yeah, it's um, it's frustrating with seeing the f- happening with Jay White, and who knows the hell what's going to happen moving forward. I think Will Ospreay. It's, I think, I like the idea of Will Ospreay losing and going back to the states, and then doing and then just staying on strong. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I think he's he's going everywhere though. Like Osprey is going to Rev Pro and he's going to the US and he's going to Japan. And I think he's going to keep doing that. I don't think he has a problem doing that. Uh, once the Japan, like, um, you know, what's it called? The uh, quarantine. Sorry. Yeah. Once that goes back down, I think we'll see him again more in New Japan, but this is definitely a one-off for now. Yeah. Um, I agree. I just don't know when Jay shows up if ever. So, I just wanted to bring that up before we uh, speed through the January 8th preview and then go to bed. Yeah. Um, January 8th. Have you, Don't how, talk the whole card. How much How much of Noah have you seen? Or do you watch, uh, I should say? I watch anything that Nakajima does. Mm-hmm. Um, go just came back, but he's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I watched... I mean, I watch some Kaiju Mudo matches. I'd rather not, <laughs> but I watch them. Let's just talk like the big like five. Sure, we'll do the because it's uh, like eleven. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no match order yet, so I'll just bounce around to what looks interesting. Um, at least two. The main event is, or supposedly, the way they announced it was Lij versus Congo. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, uh. Uh, we'll talk about that as well when we do the the show on Sunday, the New Year's show sort of thing on Sunday. Fuck, that's right. <laughs> uh, Noah is a promotion that I want to try to watch more of. Uh, oh, you know what we should? You know, sorry, sorry, we're gonna plan on air, people. Uh, you know what we should do on that show instead of like touching hard to kill and you know 
Meh. Meh. We should do like unless it's like at the show of a year contender. <laughs> we should do year end stuff, right? Yeah. And then we should probably do like 2022 like predictions or something. I think that'd be cool. I like that's what I, what I was thinking also was like 2021 or 2022 resolutions. Oh, that's perfect. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll like do. resolutions. Like, what do I no longer want to watch? What do I want to try to watch more? Yeah, that's a good like, idea. What I I wanna... think predi- when I said predictions, I meant kind of like, yeah, okay, that works. We'll do 20. Yeah, we're not previewing uh, TakeOver Evil, whatever the fuck it's but called. But AJ and... Styles will be there. Yeah, I mean, Braun Breaker's probably winning the title, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, bouncing around real quick. Uh... You want a friend? Get a dog. <laughs> Doki and El Dasperado versus Nasawa Rungai and Yohei. Uh, that just looks oh, that's like a, a match. That just looks <laughs> like a, that's a match. I just am excited about that match because of the sleaze. Yeah, the sleaze <laughs> is going to be good. Sleaze is I mean, an all-time high there. A lot of people were let down by this card, and I understand like you want singles match or whatever. But, but what were they expecting? Yeah, I was like it. One, one, one. The idea of doing Shingo versus Nakajima was an absurd take. <laughs> it's yeah. like they're both the champions. Unless you want a 60-minute draw. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, well, that would have been good. That would have been pretty fucking good, actually. Should have done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think they should have done one singles match. I don't think that would have been bad. Well, the one singles match, we got, well, we got two single matches, and there's Young Lions, and then we also have Show <laughs> versus Atsuji Code 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 G code gay. I don't know. Oh, I got I got uh, one thing to bring up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About this show. This show? Oh no, but Noah. Noah actually has a great show coming out tomorrow. Ooh. Um it's Nakajima versus Ghost Shiozaki for the GHC heavyweight title. It's also Ooh. Kino versus Kaito Kitamiya uh Ooh. for the GHC national championship. So that, that's actually like that's nice. That's a nice that's a nice show. Noah and Dragon Gate are like promotions I've like circled interest into. And Noah Yeah, Dragon more. Gate's my big one for 2022. Yeah. Uh another match, uh kind of also a sleaze thing, but also a very obvious uh, who's gonna get pinned here. Um Yoshinari Agawa and now now Michi Marafuji versus Zack Saber Jr. and Yoshinobu Kanamaro. <laughs> Guess who's gonna get pinned uh, in that one? I like that. I like that match a lot, though. I do too. <laughs> I just like pointing out who do you think is getting pinned in this match? It's one hundred percent Marafuji pinning Kanemaru. That's what my. Are guess. you talking shit about Kanemaru? He's well. He's he's still gonna be drunk going into this. Yeah, match. that's fair. Uh, that would well, that would be great. That would be a fun bit in the New Japan Rambo. Is both Kanemaru and Yano are still drunk. <laughs> I love if they got oh you know what's the Rambo no no I keep forgetting it's the KOPW thing never mind yeah never mind backtrack uh, Marafuji definitely is winning that. I think yeah. if they were gonna have any singles match it could it should have been Marafuji versus somebody I think yeah that would be sweet I think that's like enough of a New Japan should have let something happen there because of past stuff yeah Marafuji could beat like Zack Saber Jr. for example no one would bat an eye yeah. Six-man tag team match, Takamichinoku, Minoru Suzuki, and Taichi versus uh, Takeshi, Su- Su- uh, Takeshi Sugura, K- Kazushi Sakuraba, and Kenta. This match is Suzuki-Goon versus Sugura-Goon. That is the basis of it. And Kenta being on the uh, Noah side is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, 
I think this would be Taka Mishinoku just getting tossed into this is so wild. <laughs> He's gonna get pinned hard. Yep. yep. I think uh I think yeah. I think Kenta probably pins someone on the other side. I can't I can see Noah being like, ah, oh, well, we get to win. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Segura Segura, I love Segura. He's so good. He's really, really good. I really enjoyed him. I watched a bunch of his stuff when he when he was in the G1 climax never several years ago. He was really, really good in that. Um uh tag team match. <laughs> Another guess who he's getting pinned here. Masaki Kidamiya. Go Shiyazaki versus Evil and Dick Togo. <laughs> they have Go Shiyazaki, who's great, right? Yeah. Great. And they put him against Evil and Dick Togo. Yeah. Dick Togo's getting pinned by Go Shiyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on here that I'm like, oh, yeah, this, well, maybe not this next match. <laughs> yeah, is this the one? Uh, maybe uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Wakata versus Kiyomiya and Muto. I mean, this is hype. This is hype. It's gonna be like uh, Muto's so not good, <laughs> but uh, he it, he's like it's like a car crash that you you want to look away but you can't, and uh, he's gonna hit so many shining wizards. It's gonna be stupid. My, uh, Okada my... and Tanahashi are not losing. My 2020 <laughs> moment of the year is Kano fire kicking Muto in the, in the stomach and then, lose, that, like, and then that's losing like the, the one. match. It's like one of the one Noah matches you watched this year. It's just stuck. It's such the image is so ingrained in my in my noodle. It's because it, you read Muda and you're like, ah, I gotta do it. No, no, I I heard about the fire kicking. I was like, whoa, that looks cool. And then I saw Kano losing. I was like, what the fuck. Yeah, that's that's Muto. I watched that's a lot of match. I watched a lot of random Noah matches this year. I watched a lot of the Kano run versus a bunch of the uh random uh like, yeah. Kendo Cashin people. That's um, the Mendo. That's the uh Muta magic. He's gonna do the thing that he likes to do that. Uh 10 man tag match, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sonata, Naito, and Shingo versus bear with me, Aleha, Tatsuke. Uh, Manabu Soya, Kano, and Katsuhiko Nakajima. Juicy. Do you this think we get a moment with Shingo and Nakajima face to face fighting each Guaranteed. other? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That that I think that's a lot of the basis. Will they both be champion going into the match? Will neither be champion going into the match? Very possible that uh, both scenarios happen. I like the idea of seeing Hiromu Takahashi against Nakajima. He's gonna chop, and then Nakajima's gonna kick him, and oh, great. Yeah. And then there's you know the Naito part <laughs> that we're not talking about. Naito and Kino just seems like a wild mix as well. Do you think Kano is lighting his leg on fire? Not a chance. Why not? If you can do it, why not always do it? You know? Because uh, the Great Muta is not there. So uh, he, was he's... he facing the Great Muta, or was it Muto? That's a great question. <laughs> if it was if it was just Keji Muto, I'm gonna laugh harder. Uh I'm gonna check while you do whatever you have to do. Well, what I'm gonna do is close out the show. That's um, what I meant. Uh I'm tired. It's a long ass episode. Thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. This bonus episode for you. Hope you appreciate this bonus episode as we preview and review all this stuff. And we'll be back this Sunday. 
year-end awards for the, the Countout Network. So I'm going to say as well, and voting ends midnight tomorrow, Saturday. So please, please, please get your votes in. There's a link in the podcast description. So get your votes in. Uh, you can uh, fill it out that Muda. Google form. It was Muda. Well, thank God, I guess. Um, he's so old. He's 59. <laughs> yeah, he's an old, old man. Um, get your votes in today for the year-end awards. Uh, we're revealing the results of that on Sunday. Uh, I can tell you this much. I can I can tell you this much, Scotty, that there already there there's a couple. There's still a lot of ties. <laughs> Do we get any runaways? Um, I think there's a couple runaways. There there was early on there was a, a big runaways, and then the gap has been closed down a lot. The problem okay. is is that like. The gap is getting closed down, but it's typically like the second place person gets a lot of first place votes. And then like the person who get whoever they vote for like second or third is like already first place. So like first place is always getting voted and adding up, but then it's all about closing mm. that gap. Um, there's a, there's a couple runaways. Um, I think the biggest runaway is promotion of the year. Uh, I don't think that's too surprising to people. Um, it's not. Uh, but to me, Man, trying to pick the third choice there was very difficult for me. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think there's a couple runaways and stuff, but I think overall that um, there's some interesting stuff in here. I more the more interesting stuff to me is like second and third place, and there are still a couple ties. So please vote the year end awards for Countout Network, uh, and you can uh, again there'll be a link in the podcast description, or you can always go to countoutpod.com. There's a little banner there at the top where you can vote today. So go do that right now. Uh, Also, subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back this Sunday, so make sure to subscribe so you can get that Sunday episode in the feed. We stream this show live typically every Sunday on twitch.tv slash countout, along on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can follow me at Ryan Knightsey. You can follow Scotty at Scott E. Wrestling. Um, Scotty does a bunch of stuff online. Excuse me, Ryan. What? What's your match of the week? Oh yeah, sorry, sir. I, I it's not Sunday, so I forgot. Well, I'll, let me look that up real quick. What was your match of the week? I got okay. So I got okay. So Tommy, Shuri, whatever. Yeah, you get it. But but I have a fun match of the week since you know I was not. I was going to be very unoriginal with my normal match you're, of the week. Okay, your typical your typical match. Of yeah, the week. yeah. My not so creative. Okay, so a DDT. Never mind. Right. There was this great tag team match. It was um, Kazusada Haguchi, Saki Akai, and Yukio Sakaguchi versus, ready for this? Ready for this? I'm ready. Chris Brooks, Maki Ito, and Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> that, just, that that looked like a lot of fun. It looked like Suzuki was having a lot of fun in that match. He was having a blast. He absolutely wrecked Maki one <laughs> one time. Yes, they were on the same team. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And I think I, I just really wanted to put that match out there because, you know, I was always going to say uh, Shuri versus Utami, but uh, I wanted to give something that wasn't um, so typical of me. And, yeah. yeah, you can follow me at Scotty Wrestling, like he said. Uh, my match of the week um obviously you know shuri uh hi shishida blah 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 blah. yeah um but i'm gonna say this match and i think it was a match you didn't like that much 
uh, for it to be a match of the week. It was Daniel Garcia, Matt Lee, and Jeff Parker versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz at AEW Dynamite. Yeah, I didn't love that. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. I really enjoyed the finish, which was so out of nowhere that it caught me by surprise. Um, I really enjoyed the match. Garcia won, right? Uh, I believe it was Matt Lee pinned Kingston, maybe. like Santana. Santana. It was like out of nowhere. Just like like it didn't feel like the match was anywhere close to being done. It was just like, whoa, okay. I'm happy 2.0 is winning. A little bit. Me too. I'm glad that they're getting the wins in there. You got it. You shouldn't be like, you know, the guys that, oh, let's have them feud with someone, you know, to get them together. And then they lose every time. Now Jericho's back. So that's sad. Yeah, that saddens me. Let's do Dana Garcia and and 2.0 versus Undisputed Era. Or, or as someone pointed out on Twitter, the Paragon. Oh, yeah. Danny G versus Kyle O'Reilly. Just get Danny G in there against everybody. Do a uh, no part of me actually wants to see Danny G versus Chris Jericho. Thank you for asking. Well, I guess it will happen at some point. I think that's that's to me that's like a match Chris Jericho wants to do, and he's like, "Oh, this kid's getting a bunch of clout. I'll work with him." I want that Brian Danielson faction. Nothing's going to stop me. All right, let's end the show. Goodbye. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you uh, back on Sunday as I'm recovering recovering from day one. Bye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.